All right, April 1st, 2021, what's really happening? What's really going on out there? Shalai Lama here, Greg, over there. Yo, <laughs> Greg, happy Greg. April Fool's Day. <laughs> Greg in, in one of the states that's, uh, that's going to fight the uh, vaccine passport, or is that just a psyop? This DeSantis guy, right? Is that his name, DeSantis? I, I, I just wonder why he's pushing back so much, which is good, but I just don't trust it. You want to trust it. I know you you do, but I don't trust it. I don't trust it either. Yeah, I don't trust him. I don't trust him. All right. First off, this yeah. this state is controlled. The state is controlled. Mm-hmm. All right. This this state is controlled by the, you know, certain people's money. And uh, he has his overlords he has to, you know, that he has to bow down to. That's right. Now, he has some leeway and stuff like that, but he bows down to them. He's demonstrated that uh, numerous times. So. So what do you think is. uh, So I think. What do you think his uh, deal is? What do you what do you think his uh, game is? Because I mean, it, it, you know, this is it, we know how big this is. So how is he? How is he gonna you know play like um, the guy that's um, that's not going along with things? Well, I mean, they got a big problem with Florida real estate. Um, Florida Florida is one of the most attractive states in the country, right? right. State market wise, right now. Yeah. Um, but with these with these uh, injections they're giving out, right? Uh, it has the potential for having you know the worst, absolute worst flip over. All right, when all the if all the old people start dying off, sure. uh, you know faster than expected, you're going to have just a mass number of of housing units become available down here, right? And right. that's going to uh, drive the prices down. So. <clears throat> pump up the demand and try to get as many, you know, young people away from, uh, you know, from Northern states as they can. So that what he's doing is he's attracting, you know, the conservative stripes of people, Mm -hmm. you know, get away from the liberal cities, come on down here. And, uh, yeah, in, in some ways it's good. Other ways it's bad. It gives a false, it gives a, a false sense of security to people down here, mm-hmm. sure. which uh, which is very dangerous, you know, in my right. opinion. You know, besides, the state is not exactly the kind of state that you could even uh, th- that you could put, say, sixty million people into. Right. right. We don't have the wa- we don't have the water for it. We have these aquifer systems, but the aquifer systems are already stressed now, and right. then you're going to build millions of more housing units down here, turn uh, really prime farmland. Right. right. That's the one thing about Florida. You got to realize, you know, it has a three season growing season. Yeah. And in some, some, in, in some uh, the types of crops, it's a four growing season down here. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. So you have a major, major food production. This is where Florida states of Florida and California <clears throat> agriculture are two states that should be, uh, farmland protected, absolutely farmland protected, mm-hmm. meaning that no more suburban sprawl. They cannot farmland has to be used as a 
you know, an, an important natural resource. So tax incentives, people should be, you know, by uh, given low interest loans. Sure, sure. Family farming should mm-hmm. be strongly encouraged. But, you know, none of that's going to happen because of the absolute brain dead society we live in today. I mean, it's uh, it's bad, you know. Yeah. The more, more it goes on, the more you think about it, the more you're like, oh, they should just right, right, get rid of it because it's just the only problem is is that getting rid of it, the the alternative we're we're not going in the right direction to get the right system in, we're going backwards. Like they're no. they're doing this for power so they can bring in this uh, yeah. this system that cannot we we can't allow it to happen. Yeah, and and um, you know, I mean, I was watching. Uh, for the first time in, in like a long time, I watched um, some uh, Tucker Carlson and he was talking about um, he was talking about Canada and how when people fly in there, mm-hmm. they got to get tested and they go to a fucking hotel. And that hotel, they have to pay for their stay there. <laughs> they, the imagine? people that are being quarantined for no fucking reason, they go to a hotel mm-hmm. That could cost, you know, a thousand, a thousand to stay there for for like three nights, or two thousand. Uh, apparently, that Mark Stein was um, was talking about it, um, and it just it, it's just, I mean, they're not, and and, and what, and I'm not going to say what fools we were. I think we were just being hopeful. Like back in April and May, to say, you know, you know, they're going to do this, they're going to do that, then maybe they'll take their foot off the pedal, or whatever. They haven't. It's and it's mm-hmm. just it's just continuing because they have to continue to tell the lie. They yeah. have to tell the mm-hmm. lie. It has to. The bigger the lie, the more that we'll believe it. And well, I think the people got paid off. The people that were that that uh, possibly could stand in their way, all right, like Putin and others. He took his, yeah. he took his quid pro quo. They he's offered a ton, him a, a, they made a, him an offer he could refuse. He's a so too. He wound up taking it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there... So it proved who he was. Well, yeah. I mean, there's, there's no way that he's going to go against. I, I mean, just everything. And, and you know, as we, we moved through this over, over the last uh, number of years... You know, you look at some of the things, you look at some of the programming over there on RT, a lot of really, really uh, thought-provoking exposés on what's really going on in the world. You know, what's really mm-hmm. happening, you know, not like not like anything that you would ever see here over there talking about uh, different things. But I mean, like, how could, how could... um you know, like as far as Syria, we can use Syria as an example of the deception where the U.S. is over there and then Russia's over there too. And mm-hmm. it's like, when did, when did Russia or any one of those people ever say that ISIS was just an absolute creation of total bullshit, that it was a creation of the Zios and the U S and, and other entities that they weren't this like grassroots, you know, jihads that just kind of 
you know, like sprung up out of nowhere and just started cutting people's heads off. I mean, anybody who fucking believes that is an absolute fucking fool. And, and they're the same people probably that are out there walking, walking towards the fucking needle. Idiots. Well, it's, it's, um, look, I think what's, what's going on, just like we've always said, there's, uh, decisions are being made because they know, look, the, the system is going to collapse and you've got to, uh, sort of corral people. This is a voluntary thing. All the, the rumors that there is going to be mandatory vaccines, vaccine passports, all of these things. I, I personally do not believe that that's right. the intention. It's, it's to get it's people to, to do it now, thinking that they won't be able to yeah. do this or that. That's right. Right. It's to, it's to coerce them to do it. And it's, you know, you try to tell, try to explain to people, listen, it's just, it's a tactic they're using because they have their own law that they have to abide by. Right. Right. All right. Mm-hmm. And that, that law is they, that they, they always have to provide you with the choice and make it seem so it's your choice. In the end, when these things don't happen and people get the vaccine, it's just, or I should say the injection, because it's not a, vac- not a vaccine. Injection. <laughs> That's right. Um, they're just going to be told, well, you made the decision to do it. That's right. And, and then they're going to be looking up and saying like, well, what do you mean? What, what about, uh, you know, you lied to me. What, uh, Who's responsible for that? So they're going to be told you. You're responsible for it, yeah, because no, you. You're you're the only one responsible. You you didn't you you, you yeah. took it willingly. You didn't look anywhere Listen, else. We didn't hide the. Yeah, you didn't get a second opinion. There you go. Right, they right. didn't get that second you didn't opinion. Get a second opinion. Yeah. yeah, we. Hey, we lost them. Give you a B, right? It wasn't a political debate. Yeah, we lost you for a second exactly. there. When you came me. back, your voice was your. Yep. <laughs> you sounded uh, like a, a chipmunk running. So yeah, uh, so you didn't, I, I said that we didn't. We didn't. Uh, that they they didn't get a, a a second opinion, and then you 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 blanked out for about five seconds. Oh uh, well, exactly. That was it. They did not get a second opinion. They. It's not a political debate. Where they don't have to put up, you know, team A versus team B. Yeah. They put up one one viewpoint, which is the official narrative, and they leave it to you to go find the opposite side. If you choose not to go look for the opposite or alternative opinion, mm-hmm. or for what with, in our particular case, yeah. it's the real science. Yeah. They're putting pseudoscience up and say this is it. That's right. Where a first a first year medical student could look at this and go, well, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. Because they're not lying about everything. They, they, they're they telling everybody, well, you know, cases are going up. But they're saying it, they're not saying it directly, they're using subterfuge. Right. What they're saying is that more PCR tests are coming in positive. Well, the, the Drogan report, which is a peer-reviewed study of the PCR test, completely what is that discredited again? the PCR Drogan? test. Can cool. you spell that, just in case people the want Drogan. to check it out? The what? I'll tell you the, the, in a second. It's okay. the Dragon Report. Okay. It came out on the 2nd of December, 2020. So just a few months back. I think I did hear about it. 
And it was a total. Well, it is. It, it completely, uh, it completely annihilated. Here, I could put in the in the uh, chat room. Um, hold on one second. Okay. Computer is going crazy on me here. But I mean that. Maybe you know, that's the why PCR we... test has been completely debunked as absolute because... sheer failure. And it wasn't even a failure. No, it's a success to them because nobody questions it. Mostly, no one questions the PCR test. And so, you know, I even had well, a conversation uh, with a guy the other morning. They just don't know. I, yeah. I had a, they don't know. I mean, I talk to, I talk yeah. to, uh, I talk to doctors all the time you know, about mm-hmm. it. And when I send them the information, the Corman Drosten Eurosavale uh, study. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what it's called here. Hold on one second. I'm going to put it into the... Yeah. I even had a conversation the other day with a guy who was having problems with his system. And um, anyway, I, I just figured out a way to have like a benign um, conversation where I said, you know, I said, even the, I said, even the test that they're using has, has been, um, was not even supposed to be used. And, you know, and I don't even, I don't get like real, I, I do it like as a matter of fact, you know what I mean? Not like I'm like on mm-hmm. a, on my fucking soapbox, which is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I, I'm just like saying, oh yeah. And by the way, I mean, I heard that they uh, that this test was not, is not even supposed to be used for infectious disease, and it's been given. I said, uh, I said, uh, Fauci, NIH, CDC, World Health Organization have already acknowledged this, but I said, but it's not something that you're going to hear on the mainstream media, which is where everybody is looking for their information. So I think, that, mm-hmm. I, I think that kind of drove it home a bit to, you know, if you just telling me, have you ever heard of the Corman Drosten study? All right. And I put a PDF document, a zip okay. file. It's, uh, it's filled with all of the, the, the complete research by 22 epidemiologists and virologists over in Europe. Mm-hmm who took all of the PCR tests and basically just completely annihilated it as far as a, as a, uh, a workable tool for, um, you know, for uh, monitoring or tracking or, or, um, you know, finding cases of actual COVID. And you put that in the it's cave? It's completely unqualified to do it. You put that in the cave? It's or in you, the cave. In the cave. Okay. Cause I see, um, I see Dr. Jensen and then I see, so you put a video too, right? Or no? Uh, I have other videos on my channel about that. You know, All right. my stand up and defend uh, channel. Uh, okay, am I in the wrong one? Oh, Go no, to the main uh, cave. Uh, oh, no, I'm at. Yeah, right there it, it is. There, there it is. I, I clicked on it and it took okay. me into into your into your realm. You're a telegram. Oh. Your telegram. But now that I see it there, now I'm going to see if I can download it. There it goes. It's downloading 22 megabyte. Bam. All right. So, um, so it's like, it's an, so intense, it's just one little piece of yeah. evidence. So yeah. this, this one piece of scientific evidence, peer review, scientific evidence that blows the PCR test, which is the cornerstone, which is the basis of the asymptomatic spread theory. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. which is the basis for the, you know, for the MRNA injections. 
the lockdowns, everything. It's all it, the, the base of the pyramid that they've built is all it's it's all resting upon yeah. the PCR test. Yeah, I mean it's like, and then yeah, that's, that's for the anyone who's even you know mildly skeptical, I know that that we you know we knew this was coming eventually one day, but anybody who is mildly skeptical of it um, could could see uh, some of this information. And I even, I mean, there was a couple of people that I thought for sure were going to just like maybe wait or, or, or just something, you know, just like wait ah, until see, they didn't, they just the didn't problem, do it. They didn't do it. The, pro- listen, the problem yeah. that we, the problem yeah. we have is just mm-hmm. like what I've talked about in the past, these scams, especially these scams that come down from government institution and corporations, they're built on four pillars. You know, one projection, two validation, three is shaming, four is astroturfing and gaslighting, right? That's right. In fact, when you can identify any one of those four pillars, you know what you're dealing with is complete fraud. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Now, the success of this over other things, such as like climate change, is that the the COVID narrative was completely backed up and endorsed by the medical community as a whole. Yeah, I mean they weren't going to go against it. I mean they weren't going to they they were going to go along with it because they didn't want to be somebody who was like insensitive. Well, or at the beginning, at the beginning, yes. Sure. Last year, this time last year, there with the, sure. What everybody saw was people falling down the streets and dying on TV over in Wuhan, China, which was most likely and some kind it was, of. You think that was real? Maybe. Okay. Um, Maybe possibly, the guy got shot. we don't know. Maybe the guy was yeah. shot. Who knows? Maybe we don't know. We 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 just don't. We just don't know. We know that people were people. The the this was the the viewpoint that the medical community was looking at as a whole, mm-hmm. and they were like, okay, we don't want to right now. We want to wait for some sort of peer review study or more information and details to come down from the CDC. Mm-hmm. Okay, such as. We've got the samples of the virus. We're distributing those samples to leading epidemiology and virology laboratories, such as Stanford and UCLA. For everybody to look as at. As well as others. For the leading epidemiologists in the United States to actually analyze, look at, and come up with a list of recommendations. But they didn't do that, right? right? I mean, they didn't do that. It was all compartmentalized. Yeah. I mean, the NIH was controlling it. The yeah. CDC was controlling it, right? Right. So what people did, what what the laboratories did, Stanford and UCLA, is they found people to volunteer who were diagnosed with uh, with COVID in local hospitals, you know, to give up sample, you know, biopsy samples, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if they passed away, they were able to take samples, lung tissue samples. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave mucus samples if they were coughing up. You know, they they took vitals. Um, you know, they monitored people that were that were quarantined, mm-hmm. and they they took blood samples, all these other various things. So what they found, and this was back in uh, late April or just about minute, it was right after Easter, in their first study, was that the virus was not going to be as uh, was being promoted, right? At that particular point, we've declared a national emergency. It was two weeks to flatten the curve. 
Trump was on TV saying that, oh, in two weeks, things are going to get really, really bad, that, you know, hundreds of thousands of people are going to be dying in the next Lies. couple of weeks. Yeah. It was fear porn, fear porn, fear porn, fear porn. Yeah, they needed to do that. And, That's why the lockdowns and the other stuff. So, you know, without the yeah. lockdowns, none of this stuff would have happened. None of it. Yeah. And people would yeah. have seen it. So that's what the, that, you know, the masks and that's what the ongoing mask thing is, is to keep reminding people that there's something, you know, not something, something that's not happening, but make them continue to believe there's something that's happening with the mask because they know that most people already know that they don't know anybody who got sick. And if they got, if they did get sick, they didn't die. If they got a positive test, they never got sick. I mean, it really is just a mask that keeps it going. You had, uh, you know, hospitals uh, that were, um, for the sake of money, were Mm -hmm. putting people. First, we we live in a hypochondriatic society. We do. So when the news is out saying that there's this illness and these things people people talk themselves into it they'll say oh i got trouble i got got problems breathing because they love attention yeah like the guy like the guy who was 10 days into being sick and i'm not doubting that the guy had like maybe had a fever and a few other things but Mm -hmm. then on the 10th day when he got a call from the doctor that said, oh, you're, you, you tested positive. Then he had a panic attack, but he thought COVID attacked him at that time. The, the real <laughs> deadly portion of COVID got him at that time. But he had a panic attack when they said that it was, it was positive. And you can just, you could just mm-hmm. see by, you could just see by, you know, just watching him and listening to what he was cool. saying that he was just not a, he was not a smart man. Okay. Well, you could you could see testimonials from nurses that worked in New York City hospitals, and they were talking about how people were coming in, and they were panicked. They were having a panic attacks mm-hmm. uh, because they were just seeing all this stuff going on. The streets were empty. Uh, it's the sky is falling. Everybody's dying. They didn't know what was going on. They mm-hmm. would go into the hospital. Uh, they would test them. Of course, the hospitals were you know they they're basically said look. We'll give you thirteen thousand dollars for everybody you put on a, you put do a tubulation and put them on a vent, and then it's just it's, the, it's just one right. two three at that point. Oh, I'm sorry, it's thirty thousand dollars for that, right? Plus they get thirteen thousand dollars for the, they get thirteen thousand dollars for the positive diagnosis. Um, they get I forgot how much it totals out to be like fifty two thousand dollars if they die. I thought it was thirty nine or something to to intubate or. Someone. Yeah, it's thirty nine plus the thirteen thousand. It was right. Thirty nine thousand are intubate. Uh and then thirteen. And then thirteen for the diagnosis. And then thirteen is like fifty two thousand. Right. So the hospital would just like bring them into worth more than dead and they were just picking out the dumb ones. You know, they they were Mm -hmm. just going for the old, the you know, the old, the infirm, the minorities, whoever. Uh you know, people that demonstrated they hypochondriatic uh, mentality. These are people that were really, what they were doing is they were suffering from stress that's it. more than COVID. And that's why they had to fake all the COVID deaths because there just weren't enough of them, you know, coming in to substantiate the numbers. But, you know, long story short, that's, that's history. The, the thing was, is we expected through, through the year, 
that the narrative at some point would eventually fall apart because we knew we knew that this this whole thing was being it was all being juiced, mm-hmm. and they kept on coming down with the the, the double downs, the, the the next strain, phase two, phase stage two, stage three, you know, just blah 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 blah. Uh, they're doing it now with all the the, the variant mutated versions when they don't have any proof of any of it. They've never provided any scientific event of the coronavirus to begin with. Mm-hmm. So it's been incumbent upon the, the medical community to call them out on this because they That's represent right. the validation in the scheme. Mm-hmm. Without the validation, the narrative falls apart. All right. So if the doctors mm-hmm. were challenging everything, and of course the system knows this, so what the system did is uh, they were instructed admit hospital administrators to state licensing boards to go after any doctors that raised any questions or questioned the official narrative in any way. Yeah. If they, if they didn't go along with the edicts, they were going to get their they were going to get their careers ruined and their reputations destroyed. Right. And that in itself, when the first few doctors came out and started, you know. Uh, testifying, you know, whistleblowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they shut them down. They destroyed their careers. They destroyed their reputations. Sure. And it's amazing how when they destroy the reputations of these guys, the other doctors fall right in line with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mainly because there's no support structure for the doctors to speak out. Right. They feel like it, they they've all got to come out together. They can't come out individually. Coordinating a day where they can all come out together is impossible to be done from within the medical establishment itself. Well, I mean, the, the, that day that the um, the Erickson and the um, uh, the black woman who was very vocal, the black doctor who was yeah, very vocal the with that the day, frontline, frontline front doctor. Line, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Matt's going to so, join in about ten minutes. Yep, I see. Cool. So, so, they, mm-hmm. so they went after them. They destroy their reputations. Um, they lose their jobs in the clinics. There's pressure brought down upon their employers. Their uh, Twitter accounts, Facebook pages, whatever, they all get you know censored or uh, you know demonetized or taken down. So they're marginalized to a uh, basically to a limited hangout. That's right. So. This has put fear into the other doctors uh, out there who normally would come out because they all know. Mm-hmm. They, they, anybody, any halfway decent physician or surgeon, like I said, a first year medical student mm-hmm. can figure this out. It's, sure. it's just blatantly obvious. But they're all being told, you know, can't do it. Don't, don't try it. Your career, if you do it when you're, um, if you're a medical student, you, mm-hmm. you'll never become a doctor. So keep your mouth shut. That's right. Right? Mm-hmm. So the, the, the whole system is in this grip, but it's a weak grip. It's, it can be defeated. So that's what we're going to be doing, you know, helping to, to do that. So, But therein lies the problem. Therein lies the weakness that we can bring the beast down. It's the only weakness it has. Because mm-hmm. you're not going to – we're not going to defeat this, uh, you know, this system, this entire – Mm-hmm. And it is the entire global system. The banking system is using this. Boom, this is the way it is. Sure. Okay? Yep. Nobody is going to go against them. Nobody. 
the only ones that can are the doctors. They're the only ones that can. Because we can show everybody till we're blue in the face, the, you know, the, the uh, Drosden report. Yeah. Okay. The Corman Drosden report mm-hmm. totally discredits the show it to doctors. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you might be right, but I still can't, can't go against it. You know, they know it. Right. It's just like, not there's nothing I could do. You know, now we have an opportunity with the uh, MRNA injections. All right. I've talked to uh, rescue workers. All right, fire department, rescue work departments, 70% of them are refusing to take. Okay. How many? Half, 70%. Mm. Half, the, half the police department, 70% of correctional officers are refusing to take it. 80% of the U.S. military personnel are refusing to take it. You know, I heard today that, um, that, uh, that they're planning on spending $1.5 billion to propagandize people into getting, getting the, the, the jab. They've already been doing it. I mean, they've, obviously, they've already been doing it, but they're going to uh, scale it up. They're going to juice it up even more. Juice it up even well, more. you know, because they and they're going to they're going to threaten or but the perception is they're going to threaten the jobs of these people if they don't get the uh, the injection. So herein lies our point. All they can provide the necessary support doctors need. So that the doctors will come out on a specific date. We're encouraging doctors to come out on April 28th. So four weeks, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Four weeks from, from yesterday. Come out on the 28th of April. That's the that's the stand up and speak out date. Mm-hmm. But until then, uh, anyone refusing to take the uh, the injection, particularly police, fire, military, correctional officers, rescue teachers, anyone. Civil service workers are the best because the system's not going to come down on them. Right. And if they right. get out in front of it, if they get out in front of hospitals with signs encouraging the doctors to speak out and mm-hmm. show the and show public support. Sure. And not only just show public support, but learn about the steps that you need to take when a doctor in your community is singled out by their administrator or by the state licensing boards. Right. There are letters sure. that you can write. Sure. You send them registered mail. Yeah. They get buried in letters of complaint. Guess what? They're going to withdraw the investigation against the doctor. All right. They're just going to drop it because they got to answer all those registered letters. You just can't complain and put things on the internet. You can't go and you know to chat rooms or mm-hmm. Telegram or anywhere else where you go yep. to just oh I'm bringing public awareness to the problem. You've got to actually write. So we're writing the letters with the attorneys mm-hmm. and putting the models on our on our website. So when it does happen, it's like print the letter out, okay, sign it, get to the post office, send it out registered mail, right? That's that's your activism that you have to do. Every time somebody on the our side of uh, a good person is trying to to put an end to this, we've got to come for, to to their aid. Got to support them. That's right. And when we see that administrators and state licensing boards are breaking the law, okay, are, are um, you know, defaming a doctor's career and reputation, mm-hmm. then it's incumbent upon the local community to then encourage their, uh, their uh, local prosecutor right. or the state attorneys general or right. the, even the federal attorney general to then go after the administrator or the state licensing board member uh, for 
uh, defamation against sure. the doctor. Absolutely. All right? Sounds good. And demand that they cease and desist their dereliction of duty and ignoring this. And yep. then go yep. after all the people that are wrongfully profiting over this whole thing. You know, every one of these CEOs of these hospital corporations, of these uh, pharmaceutical companies, they could all be brought up on charges. They're all in violation they are. of numerous laws that are on the books now, including the Anti-Terrorism Act, okay? Because yeah. they, are, they are committing terror, domestic terrorism. That's right. Through the fear-mongering and things they're doing about something, about a, a quote-unquote virus yeah. that has a 99.7% Well, you know, they're the real terrorists, covered. so, I mean, it makes sense that the, the terror is coming from the real terrorists. Yeah, they are the... You blanked out there. Hey, hey. Yeah, so, I mean, until Craig gets back. Um, they are. They are the real. Um, you know, they, they made the rules and they get to break them. They make the, you know, the terrorist rules and then they get to make, they get to break the terrorist rules because they have their agenda. And the American people largely just are clueless. Greg, you there? I don't even know if you're still there. Hold on a second here. Greg, you there? All right. And so, um, but yeah, I think they can, they obviously have to continue to go through this big lie, this lie that this is, this over, this, this, you know, obvious overreaction and people know this, but that's what the masks are for. The masks are there to make people believe something's happening. That's not, but the danger is the danger here is, is that did Greg drop off of here? Greg. Hello. Yeah, you, for some reason you dropped out of the out of the cave. Um, uh, okay, the, can you hear me now? Yeah, you dropped out of the cave. Ah, uh, the, the uh, I had to disconnect my headset all of a sudden. You can't leave the cave. You can't leave us alone in here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm like I'm talking. Okay. I think it's like, yeah, I know. It's like, and that's why I, I just like kind of bumped just up kinda... against it. It's a stupid thing. I, anyway, I like, that's what we're saying. Yeah, no. So we're with. This is the right way. This is the weakness the system has. Oh. What I was talking about. It is the it is the Achilles heel. It's the only thing that we should attack because when the, the when you think about uh, and I've used this example before when you think about like climate change, why hasn't it stuck? Why hasn't it been adopted by everybody? Why didn't you know twenty five years ago, thirty years ago when they started this nonsense? Yeah. Why hasn't it stuck? Yeah, because I, I don't think that they could ever get it through, but it's just something that they wanted to. No, 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 no. Okay. They, they've been, you've been hearing for years that 97 out of 100 climate scientists agree in Ugh. the global warming model. Yeah, because they, right? they were all threatened to lose their funding if they didn't go alone no, with it. That's, that's not even it. That's one okay? of the aspects, though. One of the aspects. Very small aspect, because let me finish. <laughs> Sorry. The, 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 I hate these. The reality pricks. is, when you when you look at the the situation, like how many of us actually know any climate scientists? 
I'm a Klein scientist. <laughs> I know I'm I'm not a Klein well, scientist, but I, mean, I play one on I, TV. I know I am because I, I, all I have to do is be able to figure the bullshit out, and I'm on my <laughs> I've I've gotten um, you know at least a good grade, and on my way to uh, really truly understanding what's you know behind it. But go uh, continue. All right. So the Karens of the world out there cannot call their climate scientist friend. And ask uh, and ask to go to lunch with them or to get their nails done together, mm-hmm. and sit about and have a conversation about uh, uh, climate science issues. Right? right, exactly. The only the only thing they've got is Hollywood stars and the television news and entertainers telling them that they have to believe this because ninety seven out of a hundred scientists agree. But these very same people that are telling them that are the upper one percent the socioeconomic ladder mm-hmm. and these people are flying around in private jets they're driving around in limousines they're using more and they're using more resources than 10 common people combined so right. sure. that's the, the hypocrisy is just blatantly obvious so for mm-hmm. the for for unfortunately for us you know for the large amount of uh, the majority of people out there just living their lives. Mm-hmm. They call bullshit on the whole thing. Right. It's like, this is a joke. So they had to do it very slowly and incrementally. Even with that, it just wasn't sticking. They weren't making the right progressions. And what it was doing, it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was, it was, it was adding to the divide and, the, and conquer. So they could fill, they it could was. fill. But you see how the validation aspect of it, because they mm-hmm. didn't never had the validation locked down because, right. You know, that what the thing was, they had to address particularly the Karens of the world, the feminized, mm. um, incel, you know, basically keyboard warriors out there, right. or, or the people that they were that, that you know, primarily the, the, the uh, Gen Xers, right. not Gen Xers, excuse me, the millennials and the Gen Zers, right? Uh, uh, particularly a focus on Gen Zers who overwhelmingly are raised by single mothers who have no concept of life. They've been completely feminized. They've been given this entire, this, uh, uh, whatever they call this education system. Um, what, what do they call the, uh, this, the, the type of education they're giving these kids now that have uh, been given them for like the last 15 years. Um, I, you know, it's, it's all, it's, it's it always been me. There, the, yeah. There's a term for it. People out there probably know what I'm talking about, but there's a, there, there's a model. They call it, there's a name of the model, the type of education that they're giving these kids. And it, it's the, the result of that is when they get to be in their early twenties, they're completely malleable and easily, you know, uh, militarized. They become, you know, they become proxy warriors for the billionaires and the, you know, the, the J bankers, you know, the tiny hat Italians mm. who are controlling the world, who are controlling the world. Yeah. And they set those armies out to conquer and divide and to light cities on fire and cause mayhem and chaos. Mm-hmm. And that's all they're doing. They don't really have any understanding about what they're doing. They're just told, look, go someplace. And if you feel like throwing bricks, pick up the rocks, they're going to be stacked there for you. Yeah. You know, it's all socially engineered, and they just have no clue. They just go along with the program. They have no critical thinking skills. 
they don't realize that they're just being used as pawns. Well, I think even even when in like June, <laughs> when a lot of the riots uh, kind of broke out, that they could only I think they could only commandeer those the, those different groups of people for a, only a short period of time. They're they're I don't think their intention was ever to to kind of grab a hold of these people and and make them um you know like integral part of of what was going on it was they they had to i think they even had to kind of covertly kind of get those people to come in and start Ooh. to and start to ride i mean obviously after what was it um march 23rd um and then I don't even, I don't remember exactly when the when the um, uh, the Minneapolis thing happened, but uh, that was probably a, I want to say a good a five or six weeks that they waited. And I mean, Ooh. and I I don't know if you you know somebody mentioned to me this morning because I, I don't even really watch the news anymore. She said that uh, there was like three mass shootings. Yeah, so. there. <laughs> Biden's in. You got to have the mass shootings, right? Got to move that agenda forward. Maybe, well, maybe he steps in front uh, of one of them. You know, <laughs> we get back. A, we get back on point. Yeah, uh, sorry about sorry. the validation. Sure, because sure. it is the key to it. What what has been the the focal point of the success of the COVID narrative? It's the doctors the endorsing doctor and not going and going along with right. the official narrative and then censoring so that the ones when, that don't when the Karens called their doctors mm -hmm. or they went to the doctors and you know they made their appointments to go like oh i've got to go over to my you know gyn doctor right mm -hmm. and they show up and their guy goes well uh you have to wear a mask you have to wait in the car you have to maintain social distancing and you we're going to cost you with all these visual reinforcements of COVID-19 mm -hmm. that we're required to hang on the walls, you know, warning mm -hmm. about COVID-19, social distancing, da, 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 the nurses wearing three masks for God's sake all day long, uh, a, a bunch of uh, real nonsense. Okay. Mm -hmm. And even the doctors, again, must be real. We're, asked, we're being asked to take all these steps and just this level of psychosis or, fear porn yeah. that infects everybody regardless of who they are, including right. doctors yeah. until we get to the point where they are now. And now after the, it's certainly that they didn't go out and publicize the Drosden report, um, you know, publicly, mm. you didn't hear about it on the news. Yeah. Just like the, the doctors, the Stanford stuff yeah, in Med the beginning. Yeah. Medscape and Kevin MD. Uh, they're not, putting the Drosden report on their on their newsletters, okay? Uh, on, the, on their uh, websites or anything, their news portal websites that goes out to all the doctors. Mm -hmm. They're not they're they're reinforcing the COVID nineteen narrative, the pandemic narrative and all of its aspects. They're out there promoting the vaccines. They're saying get the vaccines, encourage your patients to get the vaccines and we could all go back to normal. And all these doctors are just confused because you know to become a doctor, you have to be a biology major and a chemistry minor. And just basic biology and chemistry, right? like I said, first-year med student stuff, if you get the real black and white in your eyes, there's no way you can support this narrative.
Mm-hmm. And then the moral hazard is, see, right now the doctors are in the middle of what's called a moral hazard. And the moral hazard is you either put a stop to this or everything you've ever worked for is going to be destroyed. See, it isn't going to matter if you're afraid of everything you work for being destroyed. It's mm-hmm. going to happen anyway. The only thing you're doing is delaying the inevitable, maybe by a few weeks or a few months. Mm-hmm. Or because this goes much bigger, much deeper than, you know, than a, um, you know, than what we're all right. being told. Right. We've got, I mean, we've got into that for This has to do with the whole monetary system. That's all this is about. Even if their whole, even if their whole, um, let's get everybody vaccinated thing kind of fails and that they only get maybe like 30% of people in the U S um, they'll still say that mm-hmm. they, they'll, they'll start making up stories like, Oh yes, the numbers are this, the, these are the numbers, you know, they'll start. They always that, will, but yeah, that, they and they'll get away with it. If the doctors continue to validate their narrative, as right. soon as the doctors start calling bullshit on all of it and start telling their patients, you don't have to wear face masks here. You don't have to social distance there. All that you're hearing is a bunch of nonsense. And the patients will take that, We'll take that to heart and say, oh, you mean I don't have to wear this in a grocery store? No, don't wear it. All that stuff you're hearing is a bunch of nonsense. Now, the things they're hearing about in the media are just going to go right over their heads because their local doctors are yeah. telling them. They they, they, they want to right. be able to trust someone. And um, and you're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And that's, doctors, that's the, one of the biggest things. Listen, doctors, whether we like it or not, doctors are still very important influencers in people's lives. Do they deserve that? Um, no, they don't. Some of them are <laughs> some of them are much better than others, and yeah. some of them entertain um, large portions of um, the just the um, uh, the alternative side, where they'll say, "Hey, you know, you have." Um, uh, you know, maybe not go to a drug right away. Just say, "Hey, let's change your diet. Maybe try this. Maybe try that." And then uh, from there, we can, uh, um, uh, you know, it, it, some. Again, my point. What my point is is that there's there's some doctors that deserve more respect than obviously the other ones, and they just fall on the line and just like write you a prescription right away and say. But there are good doctors and bad doctors. You just have to kind of. If we could go into how to pick out a good doctor later, mm-hmm. right? But know that this way, it's the 80-20 rule. 80% of anybody in any profession is going to be good, honest type people. 20% are going to be real bad. Mm-hmm. If you want to say that not all 80% are going to have the highest ethics, maybe 20%, 20% of total are going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this way, 20% are going to be really good. Twenty percent mm-hmm. are going to be really bad. Sixty percent are going to be in the middle, somewhere right. in the middle. All right, and that's right. the way it is in anything in life. Yeah, you know, anybody was looking for any type of doctor. Of course, you'd like to have the ones that are the twenty percent. Right. right. Okay. Um, whether they're available to you, depending on where you live or how much money you have, that all depends. But there right. are plenty of really, really good doctors, and the really good doctors are all calling BS on this, right? right? Sure. The 60% in the middle that are either way, that are mishmash, they can easily be screwed over to, to because it's they're like looking like, what's the crowd doing? I'm not going against the crowd. The most, the majority of doctors are saying they support 
and endorse the narrative, I'm doing it too. I'm not going to be singled out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all about being accepted. It goes back to, you know, high school. Matt, you there? He's listening. Yeah. I hear him. We had the noise go up in the background, so we knew that we know he's on. But that's he might be on mooted or something or changing computers. So it's like we can win it. We really can. If we, but the thing is, you have to identify your enemy mm-hmm. and know where his weakest points are and focus your attack at the weak point. Don't mm-hmm. go after. You're not going to beat Goliath, you know, head on going sword to sword with the guy. He's nine foot six. He can cut you to ribbons. Mm-hmm. And everybody in this. Let's just call it this movement. I hate calling it that because it's really, it's not a movement, okay? it's This is a war. It's an asymmetric psychological war. This is World War Three, And we right. need good generals. We need generals that can recognize the weakness of the enemy and go exploit them at their weakest points. We're, we're not going to get anywhere hitting yeah. them head on. It just doesn't make any sense. Well, how are the lawyers working out? Right. I mean, how, how do you think the lawyers and are working out? The, it's too... We're not, the lawyers aren't going to accomplish anything without the doctors coming forward first. It's all good. It's part of it. It's the war in its broad sense. Mm-hmm. But we have to start thinking about we have to win very specific battles. And we're not doing that. We're fighting them on on semantics. We're, we're putting out there. The Drosden report makes it clear that the PCR test is a fraud. That was December 2nd. We're in April. Yeah, I mean, five months. This report has been out, and they, it was acknowledged by the World Health Organization the day that uh, uh, Biden was inaugurated on January twentieth, where they said that the PCR test, the uh, the amount of cycles that they run the test, should be lowered to below thirty five cycles. Right, but 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 if that doesn't get to mainstream, <laughs> that media, was only a suggestion. It doesn't even matter, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was only a suggestion. It wasn't a mandate that all of the testing labs, because it was like, no, each testing lab, uh, really each state can determine. And if the state needs to have more tests, more positive cases so that they can qualify for more federal money, then they're going to run those PCR tests up to 40 cycles. Right. Still doing it to this day. That's that's the narrative. All the case numbers are going up. When the actual number of people that are di- that are supposedly dying from COVID is, is going down, it's a joke. Well, I mean, I'm sitting there and, and what, watching RT uh, the other day. I was watching Kaiser uh, in the morning on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and um, and then you just see these like banners down the bottom, like Brazil is uh, is like overwhelmed with with COVID cases and death and shit down there, and it's like what, what you know, like you know. RT, <laughs> fuck them. They're just they're just as as uh, they're they're not as bad as U.S. media as the U.S. media, but they're 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 not much better. It's kind of like a limited hangout. Like I said, nobody's yeah. really talking about the solution. Yeah, everybody's talking about very ancillary problems that keep us distracted and away from actually addressing the problem correctly. All right. I mean, I was watching this uh, Theo Vaughn. I don't know if you know him. Uh, he's got his own. Um, he does his own podcast. He's a pretty popular um, comedian from down south. And he had Jim Brewer on. Um, Jim Brewer, comedian, 
Um, I love that guy. Yeah, yeah. Jim Burrow is great, goat boy, and everything. And he and oh, yeah. and we just kind of sat there and watched it because you know, I mean, I, I remember when I was uh, when I worked in in New York City for a, a number of months back in 1999, and then we were um, we were up there and uh, like three people, me, one of the three, and we were working at this hospital up there doing. Uh, it was the year uh, Y2K remediation stuff, uh-huh. and. Um, and then uh, I was, we were trying to think of something to do, you know, and uh, and so it was. Uh, I said, "Well, let's go to Caroline's. Uh, Jim Brewer's going to be there." So we went and we we went and we saw Jim Brewer live. So he's sitting there and he's saying um, to Leo uh, to Theo Vaughn, he's like, "Come on," he's like, "Seriously, hasn't hasn't everybody figured this thing out yet?" <laughs> so, <laughs> and they had this, you know, like you know, conversation. I mean, Vaughn had. Um, Vaughn had uh, Robert F. Kennedy. He had uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. on. He had any number of people on that. Uh, so he's very, very informed, and um, it's good. It's good because he's got like a very, very. He's got a, a a core of of relatively you know young you know late twenties early thirties uh, type people that um, that watch him, and uh, so yeah. So there's there's a lot of. Um, there's a lot of uh, people that are aware of, of what's happening. Hey, Matt, you there? Yes, sir. I hey. am. Hey. Hey. Okay. How are you, sir? It's good to, good to hear you out there. I am, uh, I am good. I was just showing uh, my wife this uh, Moderna patent that I came across. Mm-hmm. Um, that gives their strategic collaborators and investors. and um, <laughs> It's uh, pretty, pretty... Uh, amazing AstraZeneca, Merrick DARPA, uh, Bill Melinda Gates Foundation. This is in the patent from the SEC. So, um, it's yeah, I should. Fast, I'm gonna put something in the. Uh, I'm gonna put something in the uh, the uh, man cave box for you guys. Okay. I've ever done that before. That's all on my. Uh, I have all that stuff on my uh, website. Mm-hmm. I get a sheet yep. with everything on it. Mm-hmm. It's it's just amazing yeah, that they have, you know, on this patent, you know, it says we have established a wide range of strategic alliances with leading biopharmaceutical companies, including AstraZeneca, American Company, and Vertex Pharmaceuticals, as well as government-sponsored and private organizations focused on global health initiatives, including BARDA, <laughs> DARPA, and Bill Melinda Gates Foundation. And then our strategic collaborators contribute their therapeutic expertise, provide significant capital. Over time, we have helped to validate our platform. And then it goes on to say some of our other significant investors and people that are part of their um, group are Bain Capital, um, Brigham Health, Eli Lilly and Company, um, GlaxoSmithKline, Goldman Sachs, MIT, McKinsey and Company, Motorola, Novartis, Sanofi, and Vertex Pharmaceuticals again. So mm-hmm. it just shows you that the Moderna, Moderna had a lot of infusion from a lot of these companies. It was interesting that they even say they had investments of one point two billion dollars. This is two thousand eighteen, mm-hmm. but owed eight hundred million. Um, so someone was keeping it afloat until you know this or- orchestrated. You know, pandemic came across. It was obviously the company was the company was set up for this purpose. Yeah, oh yeah, and only for this purpose because it hadn't sold anything. It doesn't have any product in 2010, right? Wasn't it a 2010 thing? And that's when uh, when Gates. um, 
that's when Gates yeah. uh, uh, was uh, talking about, you know, a decade of, of vaccines, you know, and it's like, you know, and, and then uh, when Matt was just reading that, uh, you know, how uh, they combine for for uh, global health or the destruction of global health, actually. It's uh, did you also hear the key word to validate their platform? Mm-hmm. Yep, there's that, that word validation. Yeah. Validation is the key. That I'm telling you, it's all about validation. Everything they do, it's kind of like a woman when you fight with your wife, right? <laughs> what does your wife do? First, she projects herself and her wrongdoings onto you and blames you for them. Okay, then she says, "My girlfriends say this. My girlfriends say that." Oh, my girlfriends would never uh, that would never let their husbands or their boyfriends do that. Okay. There's validation, right? Then when you go and you're kind of in the corner, they can't help themselves, but then to shame you, mm-hmm. right? To make it seem like, oh, my God, you're such an idiot for doing what you're doing. Or they or they use uh, they do these shit testing questions. And then the last thing they do is they astroturf and gaslight you. Well, you know, they know you're right, but they're going to put it in your face anyway. It, this is a, a the feminine tactic of winning arguments, and they've been using it for thousands of years. And they've just taken that same ideology and now have applied that tactic because they're like, you know, like listen when they when they were in the back in the days when everything was hand to hand combat, and the stronger men defeated soundly the weaker men. They had to figure out a way. Well, how do we beat these guys? Right. Well, that's what Samson and Delilah is all about, right? You couldn't, nobody could beat Samson except for Delilah. She was the only one who could make him cut his hair. Right. Right? Yeah, what did that. she do? She projected, she validated, she shamed, she gaslighted. And then he cuts his hair, loses his strength, and he's defeated. You know, that's, that's always been the weakness of men, the... the, the you know the uh, the whims of women, the Samson option, right? The, yeah, the Samson option, exactly. It's that's why they use that term, okay? And they're doing it all the time. So, what Moderna is out there are like, oh, we can validate our efforts. The common question should be, why is Eli Lilly? Why is Motorola? Why are these companies investing in a company that has produced nothing? Okay, a pharmaceutical or genetic uh, genetics company that has is basically hasn't done a damn thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, know, it's you know, follow the money, I guess, right? Follow the money trail. Follow the money, and then uh, and then that way they they can take the brunt, whereas the big um, the big pharmaceuticals, right? The big uh, companies can, I, I don't know, kind of like a, a projection. Like, oh, yeah, it was Moderna who uh, was involved in this. If, if things go wrong, if they lose control of the narrative. By the way, this right. friggin' document is, is insanely powerful. Which one? The, the eight-page links that you mm-hmm. sent. All oh, my articles. Just in it? Yeah. all of them, dude. Very powerful. Kudos. It's all in there. All in there about that, in there about the sham peer reviews against the doctors, how the doctors are attacked. I've got just about, it's a single resource that I'm always adding to it.
it started out as just a couple of pages up to eight. You know. Yeah, it's awesome. But, uh, it's awesome. It's all one. Pl- it's all in one place. All the reports, everything about the mRNA. Yeah. You know, kind of reminds me that I haven't really done nothing. <laughs> <laughs> this document alone makes me go like. <clears throat> What the fuck have I done over the last year except ladder, except like v- verbally vomit into this microphone? My microphone hates me. Like, put me when to I talk rest. to doctors and I show them that, they're just like, I'm like, you know, you could spend literally probably a week yeah, with no sleep going through every single one. I'll show you a few pointer ones, yeah. the Drosta report. Okay? The Drosta report in itself, it's so damning. If the I, whole narrative yeah. is built upon the PCR test and we could destroy the PCR test while you follow the narrative, mm-hmm. you know, and really shame on you if you are, because mm-hmm. a first year med student can see the bullshit, right? This is all bullshit. Yeah. But even the first, you know? first year med student would say, I can see it, but I can still see it. Th- and but yeah, still yeah. think that he has a future or he or she uh, still has a future in medicine. Mm-hmm. So why rock the boat, right? So it's uh, no, they won't say anything. Yeah, they get, they'll they'll tell them don't don't rock the boat. But the point is, all the doctors know this is wrong. And I've talked to doctors that have taken their 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 uh, their injections. Mm. You know, gotten gotten their two injections, and they took it not because they're like, yeah, go vaccines, yeah, woohoo, you know, yeah, we're going to defeat Corona, but because. They realized that if they didn't take it, they'd probably lose their jobs. Even though they were told, we can't force you to take it. If you don't take it, you're going to be on the administrator's shortlist. Then you worry because they know it's Russian roulette. And probably, like, you know, once the doctors look into what these MRAs are, the only hope they have is they're going to have to completely change their lifestyle to mm-hmm. do whatever they can to, you know, strengthen their immune mm-hmm. system. You see, what I thought so, that this mRNA thing had some kind of like electromagnetic thing that it had to be injected with or something, so that it would electrophoresis. Yeah, it's right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. yeah, what Matt said. And um, so when they're just injecting something, I, I honestly think. That they're just basically, basically what they're doing. And now I don't even know that, it, you know, aid. Well, you could say that it's possible that HIV doesn't exist, but you can say that AIDS, that they could actually create AIDS by doing something by injecting a lot of people, right? Which was mm-hmm. the case for that. Um, I basically think what they're doing to all these people is they're just injecting them with something that's going to destroy their immune system. Yeah, or make them, or That's make their immune doing, system which... go go ballistic when uh, when they come across a uh, uh, you know a dirt uh, a, a a piece of dirt that you know was in a in a, in a kid's friggin' you know dirt dirt pie. Well, I can tell you that today the representative, the masters of the universe, spoke today, hmm. and has basically set the course. To let the world, the world goyim, know um, how this is all going to go down. And who is okay, this? Now it's in it's in uh, it's in Yiddish, but let me post this up for you here in the in the man cave. Okay. Okay. 
Oh, was that Yank My Yahoo? Did he? <laughs> Yank Me Yahoo. Okay. <clears throat> so it's in, uh, you know, it's in subtitles. So I don't think it's worth playing it. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you want to read along with it as it goes along. But, you know, predominantly it's, hey, everybody's going to have to get injected every six months. Okay, that's that's it. He's the he is the number one. He's the captain of the starship Goyim. Okay, he's holocausting his that's own people. Him. Yeah, he he's he's captain. Pick my ass hard. Right. He's the he's the Klingon commander. So and he's basically giving the marching orders here under the guise of speaking to the Israeli people. He's speaking to everybody in the world. You're getting this every six months. Get used to the idea. Now, my opinion is that when these they started doing these uh, injections back in December, mm-hmm. they saw the adverse, the number of adverse events, and they had a oh shit moment. So wait a minute, we've got to change up a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, you know, this is a human trial. It's a, you know. That's it, you know, according to the FDA. You know, it's emergency youth authorization mm-hmm. through July 2023. That's it. So this is a human trial period. Now, if too many people are going to have adverse uh, events. Yeah, how could they How could they keep it going? So, yeah, placebo. How are you going to keep it going? So you placebo it. That's right. I think 70% of the injections that are being given today are placebos. I think so, too. It only... And only thirty percent are actually getting the the actual mRNAs. If they're okay, if they're, if him, they're uh, even mRNA, if they're even that. Well, if they're not mRNA, then they're placebos. I'm well, telling they, you. Yeah. Or they could be something now, like a delayed reaction type thing. Like the what well, Nippet Yahoo said today. With with Nippet in the Yahoo said today. Yeah. Uh, basically, is putting the world on notice that you're getting the shot every six months, whether you like it or not. Yeah, it will. Right? So it doesn't matter, and it's probably because he knows placebos are being given out in vast numbers. So eventually, because this is a death ritual, this is part of their ritual ceremony and of killing their enemies, right? And they're looking upon this as their opportunity to do that. So if you haven't gotten the mRNA, if you've just gotten the placebo, and the only way to find out is to go have a blood test done where they they just take your blood, put it onto a slide, and you can look at the blood cells under a, micros- under a microscope. Right. A high-powered microscope. What would you see? And Well, you'll see the, how the, your blood cells behave. And if you have mRNAs, uh, doctors can identify that. Right. So there are doctors now that are even promoting that and saying that come in and get a blood test. Yeah, we can show, we can show you the effects of the mRNA in your blood system. Now, if you do that, you've had the vaccine, or what you thought was the vaccine, and you go get uh, yourself tested, and you have normal blood cells that are not exhibiting the behavior of those that have been subjected to the uh, mRNA gene therapy then count yourself lucky and don't do it again. Yep. yep. You know? 
Because if they were giving everybody these injections, there would be so many people. We would be seeing so many more deaths that are being reported. People would be talking about it a lot more than they are. They had to really lighten off. Well, I mean, there's a lot of people injected. There's supposed to have been about 4,500 still still that I see come through on, um, you know, uh, the the children's health defense and and some of that, at least somewhere in between 4,000 and 5,000. Dead well, from the, and I, dead from the I shot. think a lot of people are not reporting their side effects either. Because they're dead? Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, because uh, they don't even know. They don't. Be, right. they, they have no clue. They don't even know what VARS is. They don't, they don't know who to know. tell. They tell their doctor. The doctor goes, oh, it's just probably just a coincidence. Don't worry about it. Oh, well, is, It's crazy because I'd say 80% of my coworkers that uh, got that job, they were out. They were down and out for the count over our spring break for like two days or more. One mm-hmm. actually had a hand nerve damage done on the sh- on the side of his arm that he got the injection in, um, like permanent. He has to wear. He's he permanent. He's just like, well, that's just, you know, it's just a side effect. And I, I'll just, say, you know, none of those things are normal. Like actually mm-hmm. normal. I mean, two days out after you get a injection you know like that's just well they must have hit some kind of nerve too i mean they could have they could have hit a a nerve in in his arm oh, that, that did that as well he's, but, making, as well. he's making the point that was so common sure, sure that they backed off and up the up the placebos mm-hmm. yeah so sure. that it was far less so this way it could be oh that it's because they've been warning everybody side effects are not unusual if you have side effects it's normal this is the way to keep people from reporting Right, okay. or it's doing its job. The the inoculation's doing its job. If yeah, you're exactly. Like, it's ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. And the one thing I wanted to not comment on that Moderna thing is, of course, the conflict of interest with uh, Monsef Slaoui on the Moderna board. Um, and he stepped down in 2020 when he was put ahead of Operation Warp Speed. Um, I just <laughs> think that's just amazing, you know, and... You know, I hate to say it to all the Trumpers out there, but Trump is still, still pushing this vaccine at post, you know, post presidency. He's like, it's the most amazing, wonderful thing. You know, last year he was like demagoguing that rhetoric to everyone. He was just like propagandizing how wonderful it was. And, and, and then, you know, we have, I don't know if you guys saw this, but like we have the, um, a, a new report. Uh, it's not actually a new report. It's actually a couple of years old, but it's interesting that Iraq veterans are suing pharma companies for allegedly supporting Shia militia against against the American military in Iraq. And the defendants in this are AstraZeneca, General Electric, Johnson and Johnson, Pfizer, and Roche Holding. The they they uh, as alleged by hundreds of American families, the defendants uh, are the defendants say that there was a a general over there known as the pill. He was called the pill general and he paid his, uh, he paid his, uh, guys. So in the Iraq called Josh Al Mahdi, the pill army, because Sadr and his Josh Al Mahdi commanders were notorious for paying their terrorist fighters and diverted pharmaceuticals rather than cash. So, I mean, here, here's these multinational corporations interfering in actual military, you know, things. And I just, I, you know, the, they're the, have you guys ever seen a network with of course. 
Faye Dunaway. Yeah, I had never saw that movie. I, I, I never did. And I watched it. Archive.org has that movie for free if you wish to download it. That mm-hmm. movie's the perfect movie for, especially near the end when Jensen gives his speech to Mr. Beale about about how the world operates as a corporation. It's a business. The world is a business, Mr. Beale. Yes, sir. Oh, that movie is good. Another great movie to watch is uh, is uh, Rollover. Chris Christopherson and uh, is it uh, Chris Christopherson? Yeah, that's Jane Fonda's in that one too. Rollover? Rollover, yeah. You can probably find that on archive.org. That's another good one. Yeah, that archive is awesome for those movies because I I never, like, there's a rapper I listen to. His name's Immortal Technique. And Immortal Technique is not your typical rapper. He gives out all his stuff free. He raps about, well, you can imagine what he raps about, like New World Order. He, he's very, very intelligent rapper, if you can imagine that. But um, <laughs> very smart I, guy. Not all of them he's, are. Uh, <laughs> oh, he, he knows what he's talking about, and he raps about very important things. I think that's his whole message. He's a Latino guy, and he's out of New York, but he had the clip, he had that little clip from that movie network, and my wife just typed it into the you know, the, the search engine and then she found it was from that movie. And then, so we watched that movie, but he also, uh, you know, he, he raps about a lot of things about Sumeria and, you know, not your typical stuff that you'd hear from a rapper usually, but, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, that net, that the network was, uh, uh, or it's just network network that I, Robert Duvall was excellent in that too. I mean, they were all good in that. That was a, amazing movie i thought it was for 1976 or any time they listen 70s they had some really great great movies in the 70s um there are some fantastic movies like prime cuts is a great movie okay uh three days of condor all right uh, yeah. it, i could i could go on and on about all 70s the president's movies. man right no, that was propaganda. You know, yeah. that was Watergate propaganda. You know, it's about Bernstein and and uh, what's his face. You know, which they was all up, they were up to the same shit back then. You know, steering people in different directions. <clears throat> there were, but there was lots of uh, there were lots of films in the seventies that were they were showing. It was part of the predictive programming, part of the 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 occult where you have to. You have to kind of inform. Uh, you have to inform the the unwashed masses what they're actually what's being done to them. Right, exactly. And even though it's in the form of a film, the fact is the truth is being put out that this is what corporations are doing. And if you choose to do nothing about it, then you have been your silence is your acceptance. Mm-hmm. And it's been their technique forever. They put it out there in the form of a film, and we don't we don't do anything. That we don't rise up against them right because we think well it's just a movie it's not just a movie you know it's it's about everything in your culture are you going to is everything in your life going to be a docudrama or is it going to be a documentary or genuine documentary you want to live within the facts based on critical thinking you want to base on real science and philosophy or do you want to live in this feminine ideology 
where everything is based on emotion. All decisions are based on how people feel, okay, as opposed to what the facts are. If the facts get in the way of feelings, they get rid of the facts. And that's the world we live in today. It's completely feminized. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, and the problem with that is not women, per se. It's men. You know, we're the ones who drop the ball. A lot of this is because well, so many men were raised by single mothers, you know, breaking up the family, you know, and demoralizing, you know, bringing pornography and destroying the, the lives of men and then it, uh, attacking women, destroying the family and then trying to raise women up as superpower ranger girls. The God, have you, when's the last time you saw a movie where there's an actual masculine hero? Well, a legitimate yeah. movie? Like, I guess Thor, Thor is kind of like, but then I don't look at, I, I don't watch movies much. I mean, I'm not a modern movie watcher. I, mm. I, I try to steer clear of Hollyweird as much as I can, except for when either you guys bring up a recommendation or, or there's something that really piques my interest um i i'm not really i used to be heavy into movie watching in in series like a decade ago um but then i don't know what happened i i guess i i guess well i guess because my early days was when i worked in investment banking okay in new york it was in entertainment financing i raised money for films i got into the film i i would have a friend of mine from school after I got out of finance side, we started a film company, you know, so I have a passion for it, but I've always, ha- I've always had a passion for good films mm-hmm. and like films are very powerful things. I mean, they are instruments of propaganda in and they are in predictive yep. programming and social engineering. You can guide a society, the morals of society, the, the more moral the films are, the more moral the society will behave. It's just a fact. So they're very, very important. So it's a tool. It's a tool that could be used for good or it could be used for evil. You don't blame the tool. You blame the people who are yielding the tool. You know, it's a gun, right? You know, the guns don't kill people. People kill people. And they blame the gun, right? So and we're just not utilizing the tool properly. Actually, a matter of fact, I did... um... I think I did buy Network on DVD, and then I never watched it. <laughs> but I think that um, it's definitely one. It's probably down there on the rack because I, I, at one point I just got, I just started getting rid of a bunch of stuff, you know. And uh, but I do think Network is down there, so I'm going to check that out. But yeah, I mean, I I, I know a lot of the, I know a lot of the, you know, like the the quotes and things like that from it. So, so it's uh, listen, Prime cuts. Deliverance, okay, um, Network, Rollover, uh, Three Days to Condor. There's a few other movies. It's a really great movie with, uh, with uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Beatty? What's his Warren. Warren, Warren Beatty. Oh, That's yeah, I think I know movie. what you're going to say. Warren um, Beatty. It's a movie that he did in the 70s it was oh wow it's definitely worth a watch what was it i gotta called? look it up uh, hold on. i think i know what you're gonna say mm-hmm. it was um but i may not have seen that one either but i did hear about it 
Mm-hmm. I think he plays a reporter, and he gets involved like in a CIA espionage thing, and then they uh, they they uh, send a hit squad after him, and he's running away from them. It's really good. <laughs> it's really definitely worth the watch. It's called um... the Ostr. In other words, the Osterman Weekend was another good movie from the seventies. Um, yeah, you're gonna have to come. It wasn't Ishtar, was it? No, it wasn't Ishtar. Was Ishtar. <laughs> you're gonna have to come up with a list. Uh, a list of uh, come up with a list of that stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Because I, I I definitely find more enjoyment from the older movies than I do the more modern movies. The Parallax fact, View. That's it. The Parallax, Parallax view. view. The Parallax View. There it is, 1974. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing that all the time, just like that that movie and that name. It's got a, How about know, it's got a cool name. The Scorpion. Or, or the Scorpio. Um, um, the Scorpio Killer is a good one. That one is... Uh, uh oh, who's got that one? Is that's in it's uh oh, Burt Lancaster's in that movie. That's a great one. You know that so, they had that movie called um, The Boys from Brazil. The Boys from Brazil. Yeah, that was that, with uh, that wasn't bad. That was, actually, yeah, it was okay. You know, but it's it's out there. They uh, cloned Hitler and sent him all over the world. Yeah. And then uh, dude goes out there and he's like, why am I seeing this same kid over and over and over again? Right. And it's, and it's Hitler. It's Hitler. Yeah. The narrative that Hitler is a bad guy. Oh, okay. So we yeah. go back here. Famous Ken, Warren Beatty. The reason why he's in there, the reason why Shirley MacLaine is uh, who she is is because they're related to J.P. Morgan Jr. and the the same family, the same family line. Mm-hmm. So Winston Churchill, so Beatty's related to um, Obama. Yeah, so that's why he's there. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, yeah. I used to, one of my favorite movies of, of, of his was, um, and I don't know, maybe it's just because I saw it and it was just, it was just kind of goofy, it was the Heaven Can Wait one where he, you know, He's a football player, and then he he dies, and then he goes to heaven, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I got a big game. I can't stay here. <laughs> <laughs> I got a big game going it actually on." Actually, was a good movie. Heaven yeah. Carey was a good movie. It's, there's there's some good movies in there. That seventies movie, yeah, well, or nineteen eighty was it was close to it. Eighties had great uh, movies in it as well. Eighties was a great uh, great era for movies. Yeah, started to go south a bit in the nineties. You know, nothing's worse than twenty fifteen on though, for films. Just very there's there's only a handful of really good films. Um, one I would recommend is oh, it's eighteen forty eight. It's called. This is the guy who plays uh, Agent Smith in uh, the Matrix. Uh, it's about the potato famine in Ireland. Wow, really powerful movie. That was um, yeah. movie. Uh, was Sorry, hold on. Uh, what's his name? Um, not he's Vigo. played in some great movies. Yeah, yeah. 
He's got that great voice, but he plays uh, a lot. You just have to check it out. Like, what, look up the IMDb for, about it. You know, um, you go weaving. You go weaving. That's it. That's right. Yeah, good actor. The what guy from the the Agent Smith. Yeah, I I would have with a beard with his full grown beard. I would never have guessed that was him. You know, like they, like he looks completely different. Obviously, yeah. the older he is now, yeah. But he's playing a much older character now, but his voice is so distinctive. He's well, got he, that. Uh, he also played um, yeah. V. Yep, yep, he yep. Was that's v. why I was just. That's why I was just asking my wife. That's why I said, "Hold on." I'm like, "What was the movie he was in that we just watched?" Oh yeah, V for Vendetta. Although you never saw his face. Nope, he just did voiceover. Yeah, that was a that was a pretty good movie. You know that thing that he did when he first comes on, the first scene when he when he's uh, all the word when he when he's first just, uh, comes in contact with uh, the the broad whatever her name is <laughs> Trinity. What's that? Oh, um, uh, Nat- Natalie Portman. No, no, in, in V, Valerie, Valerie Portman, right? Right, right. In V, when he starts, he starts, uh, when she asks who he is, mm-hmm. and he starts saying everything beginning with the word, the letter V. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the vivacious, veropolis, like, <laughs> he says, <laughs> it goes on for like three or four minutes. Every word he says begins with the letter V. Yeah, I, you know, I, do you know that was all? Him. And she's Do you know that was all extemporaneous? I didn't. It was I, I, not in the script. <laughs> he he just did that. Just came out with that, you cool. know. And they, they were like, "That was so good. We have to leave that. We gotta leave that in." Right, right. <laughs> you know, it was just perfect. It's just uh, like, wow, the guy has a brilliant mind. Mm. You know. Great voice. I did not know that was him, Agent Smith. I didn't know that was him who did the voice for V. I always wondered, you know. Yeah. Just rewatched the movie a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's, it's same here. I've never had seen it before, um, mm-hmm. and so we, like so we watched it on BitChute. BitChute added a oh, really feature length film on there. Oh, cool, man! I know where mm-hmm. I'm watching it next then. Yep. The yeah. shoot. Bitchu, I like Bitchu, but it's it's a little I like Odyssey a lot, but um both of them are like P to P, so it's wholly dependent on your connectivity. Um like <laughs> to the person. And so Odyssey is like clean. I, I really like Odyssey for that. And, but again I, I think these Well Odyssey these is are, library. No. And yep. they, they just got rated by the well. They got rated by the SEC last year. Um, you know they had to change to Odyssey because of their uh, the SEC is going after them for because of their because of the library coins. You know the mm-hmm. the, the uh, cryptocurrency coins they have mm-hmm. uh, was going after them and saying that they were selling a security. Like, and that's because they have it since it's peer to peer. There's no shutting it down. Right. The other good, the other good peer to peer video channel is uh, is NewTube.app. That's probably yep. the best, easiest one to use. 
I don't know why it's not bigger. I I have several channels on there, and I love it. It's the easiest channel to use and download right on the same platform. It's great. Yeah, easy to share. The only problem is is that they went after them, and used to be able to put them in like, you know, used to be able to list a video with the URL in uh, in Telegram or Twitter. And you'd get the full image, and now you only get the mention. It doesn't, you know, they won't show like the they won't show the thumbnail in the uh, message box. Right, right. They, they'll still do that with BitChute. They'll still do it with uh, with YouTube, of course. Right. But uh, NewTube, I think Odyssey and Brand NewTube, they're not showing the uh, they're not showing the thumbnails anymore either. So, so, uh, so what's the? I mean, I I kind of got. Uh, on to one of these i'm not sure exactly w- what it is but you can't even you can't post any video until you get friggin you know points or or something like that and i was just like i, I, I'm yeah. not, I'm is that library i think it's library yeah steven yeah, said it was yeah, awesome it, but i i just was just like i don't know whether he it's purchased. actually pretty good i mean i don't go on there all that often only because i find it to be kind of slow and cumbersome Okay. So it's Odyssey. They what they did is because of the thing they just switched it over to Odyssey. So it's it's the same company. I think it's the exact same platform. Yeah. But a lot of people are using Odyssey now, and it's just you know the it, the the only one that I've seen that actually has a half a chance of surviving is is NewTube.app because the guy has created a pure peer to peer system where. Uh, they're not, you know, they're, this guy worked for Google, from what I understand, the one who set that channel up. And he was one of the guys that, uh, you know, decided I'm out of here because of, you know, their corporate policies. Mm-hmm. And knew everything about, you know, was wrote half the code for uh, YouTube when he was there and just said, well, I know how to do it the other way. I'm just going to make a real pure peer-to-peer system. And this way, nobody could get taken. Now they can't even take down his system. They could screw with it, which they are. If, uh, like on my uh, with Firefox, when I log on to it, I get the weight, the buffering while the browser is being checked. Mm-hmm. You know, just that little thing in front of you to make you think, like, "Ooh, it might be dangerous to go on this site." The Cloudflare. Yeah, I just right. went there. I forgot that I'd actually made an account on here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, I know that you put a lot of stuff up there. Well, I mean, again, that documentation that you did, man, was just, it's just so, <laughs> I mean, just, I mean, the time that it took to, to throw all that together and, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to friggin' make like, I'm going to print it out and I'm going to make like little paper planes with it and then just throw them at people (laughs) here you want to learn (laughs) you want Mm -hmm. one source for all your information and it's only a fraction but i got all the heavy stuff in there yeah i got all the heavy stuff that you need to know some of the light stuff too but i try to keep the, the the i try to make it as you know top shelf as possible i'm not trying to you know talk about how space aliens or they're using this to do this or whatever like that. It's, I don't, you know, 
this is really a lot less complicated than people think it is. Oh, you know what's uh, cool today is um, I'm watching the uh, the High Wire, and that um, Naomi Wolf was on there, and she was talking like completely like draconian, like these passports are are the you know I mean she was just really. I mean, think it was, about it. They're not going to do the passports because it violates their own laws. Right. It violates the laws of self-determination. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing, the good thing is that it's being put they, out there, that she's putting it out there. She's even on, she was even on that, um, what's his name? The guy, um, the, what is it? The, the next revolution, the guy, the bald guy that's on Fox. He was, mm-hmm. he started actually a few months ago talking about how, um, you know, the, the Wuhan lab and all that other stuff. So, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's cool. I know. You, you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying though? Like, I do. By them I do. Talking about this, they're, it's almost a distraction. It's like, they're going to do these, you know, travel passports, everything. There's no way this is happening. This is not going to happen. However, the idiots out there, the morons who don't think, who have no critical thinking skills are going to say, well, uh, you know, I want to be able to travel, you know. I moved to Florida, for God's sake. My grandchildren are up in New York or up in New Jersey. So I got to go see my grandkids. And if I, you know, I, I'm going to have to be vaccinated to do it, so I better go get it done. And then when it never happens and they demonize and it turns out that, you know, I mean, look, they know they're not going to get 100% of the people taking the vaccine, right? Taking the injection, yeah, they know that's not going to happen. Yeah. So right now they're just going for the best they can get, and if they can get forty percent, fifty percent of the people injected, I think they look at that as a win. That's fifty percent of the people now. They're going to be completely dependent upon them for their lives. Well, especially if it creates um, a, a an infection yeah. that can that they become the infection, and I, I mean. You look at the 1918 Spanish flu and you say, if they were able to create whatever that was from a vaccination campaign, mm-hmm. right? And we didn't know that we were talking. I mean, I didn't know that. You, I, I, you, we were talking like, how how did they do that? And you were saying, well, you know, they, you know, they might have been like aerial, aerial spraying people and, and, and getting them sick. And then sure. I find out. Well, that you know, obviously, that can could could have been and 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 could have been in play. Um, once they, we, once they figured out, out crop, that, that a, once they a, figured out, once they figured out crop dusting, they knew they could spray anything from plants, right? Right. And then, when I mean, people say, "Oh, they're not chemtrailing," you ever hear of crop dusting? <laughs> yeah, we, we find out that the vac- <laughs> uh, the mass vaccination campaign from World War One was mm-hmm. the uh, was, was crop dusters. <laughs> but yeah, that it's a contributing uh, factor to it, right? The yeah. Time. Do you know so, if the um um what's that uh, uh, parlor is is uh, is up? Parlor? Yeah, because I had a, an account huh? on there, and then when I went back to to join, you know, after they said that it was back up. It wasn't. Well, it, it wasn't lending. It in. used. To, it was back up, but um, you know, I was. I was just reading the thing where they were uh, involved with 
the investigation with the FBI, and they said they were giving over FBI you know, information to the FBI, but they were only 5% of, like, the the total amount of complaints that were cited in this document from uh, what happened on January 6th from the gov- our government says that 80% of them came from either uh, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, and only 5% came from Parler. But the last I heard, they were up. They don't have an app. So Amazon Web Services shut them down um, because that was who their um, host was. And so I I think the whole Parler thing was, uh, I don't think it was too, I think it was too, you know, they I, they had like a base of 15 million on Parler and they were the number one app when they were yanked off the Google Play and the Apple App Store. So in my opinion, they were purposely destroyed. Um, I, I, let me go check and see if it's Well, up. I mean, if you, one of the things that I heard was that one of the main one of the main funders of Parler was some guy tied to like, you know, the Zio Italian tiny mm-hmm. hat town. <laughs> something Robert, something. And might've been, uh, might have done so specifically for the purpose of blowing it up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm on it now. It looks completely different. It looks the their whole thing looks different now, but yeah, it's like the world's town square. Speak freely and express yourself without um, without fear of being deplatformed for your views. So yeah, I mean you can it's on it's out there. Parlor is it's just different looking now. It, it looks weird. I don't know, and this is like legitimately the parlor, like they had to like rebuild from the bottom up you know again and i wouldn't doubt that they did that completely to destroy it you know there's um and to siphon information from individuals i don't know if you guys uh heard of the reporter he goes by the pseudonym uh spiro scoros i like spiro a lot if you don't know spiro oh spiro yeah i think uh, he's interviewed like 10 penny and a bunch of other people yeah, Spiro. Yeah, yeah he's Spiro pretty good. Love Parler. He's pretty good. I mean, they yanked they yanked Spiro off. They yanked Spiro off of Twitter with seventy thousand followers, and then mm-hmm. he went to Parler. And uh, Spiro's just a guy too, you know. He's just a guy that does reporting. I don't know what he he has another job, but um, he has his own website now. But it was pretty like I tried to get into Gab, but right. I just I just. I, I don't know. I hate to say it. There's something about the tweeter that that is better. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just what we're used to. I mean, it's it's a it's a good platform, until so you're censored. Until you yes, <laughs> until exactly. you're censored. Yeah, once you're censored, it's just it's a joke. Yeah, it's a it's a waste. Uh, I think the best to now is uh, is Telegram. Oh, like by, by no doubt, man. I I mean, it's when I got on there, when we got on here, it was just like. I thought it was just okay, you know. People could, you know, uh, talk, uh, communicate. Like we, I, I think I told you about it, and then you created an account, and then we started using this as an alternative to to uh, YouTube. I'm sorry, Skype. And then I'm like, wow, look at all these friggin' groups and shit on here. I just, I, I had no idea that it was as big as it was. And now look at this. I mean, you could, you can do. Well, you know, it exploded. Uh... 
yeah. it exploded with the the Twitter thing when they took off Trump. Right. Okay, back before the election. But I thought that was Parler too. Did. Didn't Parler get a lot of those people? It was were, around the yeah. – a lot of them went there, but then the, after, after Parler was taken right. down and, and gabbed the problems, they just flooded into Telegram. So now Telegram is, I think, the number one platform now. I think the interface is like – maybe I'm just like subscribed to too many um, – there's just I, I I look at this and I see all of the I see like a thousand messages that I'm never going to be able to look at, and I'm just like yeah. I like it there I like having them there, but it's just like sometimes I can't even find like you can only pin like I think it's only like five of your of your favorite like obviously I got man cave my data saved messages, um and mm-hmm. like like two more, but um. It might only, only no, be like three that you can that you can pin as your favorites up there, but uh, just so many things, you know. There's, I mean, there's a lot of memes that are good. Like, uh, I don't know. Um, it's great for it's great for posting stuff out, yeah. just like what people are doing with Twitter about like, you know long format, short format, peer to peer. It has a lot of added features. The 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 problem, just like what you said, I belong to probably a yeah, hundred COVID related. Uh, channels. There's right? just so many. Every single day, every single day, it's at least 500 posts in each one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's just like you don't have enough time to go through it all, but it's a way that you can kind of network and sort of build <coughs> community and stuff like that. And okay. uh, well, it's, I think it's just easy to use if mm-hmm. you're putting out content and finding and sharing content. It's right. a great platform. And Twitter my, was great just yeah. because. Everybody was used to the Twitter format, but you you, you can't right. you can't deal with the censorship. I mean, come on, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, you know. I mean, I even said to that guy the other day that I was having a conversation with as I was working on a system, and I said, uh, I said, there's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of epidemiologists and people, lifelong uh, infectious disease people, and everything, and they're all being censored. Like, and I said that. I said to the guy, like, why would that, why do you think that would be that they would censor lifelong epidemiologists? I said, people that have, have equal, an equal level of, uh, you know, uh, you know, just as much as Fauci. So I just kind of used that, that fucking cunt as a, as a, um, you know, as an example of, you know, as these guys have had. It equal amount, and I said they're getting censored. Like, why the heck would that? And I said, I, you know, and I just said, well, you know what? That makes me just want to listen to what they have to say. And the guy was just like, yeah, but you know, most people don't even have time. Most people, the only time that they have is to tune in, and either they're listening listening to like KYW, you know, driving or whatever. So people, no, people don't really have all. I mean, now, now when. When the when the the lockdowns and all that other shit happened, that's when a lot of the the, the conversations and the things that we were talking about like it absolutely exploded. Like I was, or I want to say we collectively were probably on about twenty thousand like views or listens before they friggin' hatcheted, before they friggin' cut my melon off. So um, people were really. I mean, that was an example of people really. Um, having the time 
to really, really listen to what is going on and at least giving, you know, an alternative view, a, um, you know, give it a chance. So, well, we have to see where things go in the future. It's going to be interesting. You know, they're going to eventually, you know, Telegram will probably sell out. They all do. Yeah. Give them enough money, they'll sell out and they'll eventually eliminate all the platforms. But if what I'm hearing is true about the blockchain internet that's coming in the next couple of years, they're doing all this trying to get ahead because they're going to be relegated to really to the to the, the horse and buggy days there won't be any need for portals you know for uh, you know platforms to for access to the net okay the dark web well I mean it's like you can be your own portal there's no there's actually no reason for uh, like a Twitter or anything else like that you know if you had a if you had a simple shared peer-to-peer program out there that everybody was that everybody was using, mm. everybody was their own policeman. There's no need for big tech. Yeah, but will they, they allow that? You know what I mean. I don't want to give them too many, too much uh, I don't power. Know. I know that Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley pulled out 15 billion dollars this week from them. So, what do you we'll mean? See. What do you mean they pulled out? They 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 dumped 15 billion dollars worth of stock on. Uh, on big tech and entertainment companies, so something's gonna something's going on. Well, they also have that supposedly the um, World Economic Forum thing. Uh, the the Cyber Polygon sometime is going to be hitting soon. 10, 10 to ten to fourteen days without internet access. They're purposely trying. Like this is something the World Economic Forum did a brainstorm. Uh, war game yeah, last October. I know, I know, but I don't. I, you know what? I think that they were told that the World Economic Forum is is listen. All the billionaires belong to it because they kind of have to, but they all they're not in the league. A lot of them are fighting because you know all, no two billionaires are the same, and no two billionaires have the same amount of billions. And they'd like to keep it that way. I mean, nobody wants to get knocked out of the club. And, yeah. you know, you start screwing around with the Internet. Now you start screwing around with, uh, with uh, you know, with business flow, transaction. You start fucking with people's money. And the central bank could turn around to these guys and say, oh, don't worry. We'll backstop you. We'll cover you. We'll, we'll, we'll protect you. Don't worry about it. We got your back. Uh, all of these guys know that it's a game of musical chairs and there are 100 asses and only 10 seats. The thing is that they all know where the bodies are buried. And what they got to do is they have to play this game very softly. Well, you know what I hope? think like they're, don't worry, everyone's going to be just fine. You're all in the club. You're all going to make it. And I'll tell you what, I believe personally the billionaires are, they don't trust each other. A lot of them don't like each other. I think they kind of go along so they can, still have access to do business. You take out the internet and you shut down commerce worldwide. I mean, officially shut it down for 14 days and many will never come back from it. I don't think they, they game planned it to see if the guys would go along with it. I don't think they are. Well, I hope that what happens is, is that some of these people that understand like what's really happening will combine uh, money or something and then just, you know, create, 
a sure. force of people that will just start taking these taking these scums out. Fucking Trudeau, he needs to, he needs to fucking not be breathing. Honestly, that's that's my take. He, it, after what he he's doing up there with uh, you know quarantining people, you know at their own cost. It's like sure, you fucking bag of cunty shit. I hope that somebody takes him out. I, I, I don't even care. I, you know what? I'm I'm not I'm not saying calling for violence. But there's this is they're they're destroying people's lives and their lives should be destroyed in turn. That's I mean, what that's a justice it. They're not ta- they're, they're not be- taking care of people. They don't care about people. It's obvious that this is one of the biggest overreactions, and most people know it. He's destroying their lives. His life should be destroyed in turn. It's just turnabout is fair fucking play. Die, you cunt. And that's just one of them. Oh, sure. Netanyahu is well, one of the other ones. All of them. Without exception, all of them, because they're all doing the bidding of the bankers. They all know what this is all about. But they're all being promised that, don't worry, everything's going to be fine for them. But even they know they're being lied to. Well, And a lot of them sold out their own people. So how can they be trusted? They're going to get... Yeah, well, this is the Russian Revolution on a grand scale that's yeah. being played out with right it's, now. It's fucking time right? that that the people, the people over there in Israel that fucking realize what the fuck's going on, that have been lied to all these years that they were going to get all the spoils and all this and all that. Those people need to fucking get together. They need to storm the castle and they need to do a fucking Gaddafi and a fucking Hussein on that fucking cunt Netanyahu. That's what they need to do, and it's you need you got organizations, you got all this. There's a lot of things that have to change. Yeah, now yeah. I wouldn't count on that happening. <laughs> what you were saying, yeah, but I, certainly I, Merkel, in the other countries, pig roast, and certainly Merkel in the other countries that there's the possibility exists and they know it. You know, they know it. Mm-hmm. So look, they they look through history and. They've seen how they've been chased out of city, states, and countries over sixteen hundred times, out of one hundred and nine different countries. Well, there's a lot of of newer, I mean, younger people that had no idea that have been indoctrinated, like you know, like that guy um, who wrote the um, the general's son, Miko Pellet, where he goes around mm-hmm. like they told him, he said, "No, you can't." They got their sign saying, "Don't go past this point," you know. You know, with all the animals over there, he went over there and made friends with them. He made. Why do you think they spent the last seventy-five years demonizing Adolf Hitler? Well, obviously, yeah. Yeah. So, trying to paint him as one of the most evil men who ever lived. When all you need to do is look at some of the old films, and he was not hated; he was adored by his people. And you have to ask why. Well, I mean, he was uh, was at the Vatican, wasn't he? There's pictures of him with the Pope, and they're like fucking, you know, tugging each other off and shit. And <laughs> you know? the guy you see him, you see him going down the street in open aired cars with people three feet away from him on both sides. I mean, okay? you know, you know he would reach out, grab. He was. Yeah. This is a man who had virtually no security around him, and he was walking amongst thousands and thousands of people. He could have been, he could have yeah. been shanked and shot at any time. Well, of course, the narrative that they build today, like even this conversation here where, 
you know, he was saying he was loved by his people. It's like, which is okay to say, obviously I'm not censoring anybody on this on here, but it's like, you can't even, you can't even talk about reality about that, that time. And I mean, he was on time magazine, wasn't he? He was man of the year. Time he was magazine. man of the year. Time magazine. And, how, and people how, saw all the, all the banks, they financed him. Like, oh, you idiot. It was the great depression. Okay. There's people that would no finance experience making comments and this stuff. When you're in a yield-starved world and there's no place to make money, and all of a sudden, you know, they start, they turn Germany around, mm-hmm. and Germany starts yielding seven, eight percent. When everybody is like, lucky if you get one or two, mm-hmm. what do you think? Where do you think money's going to go? Okay, it wasn't mm-hmm. the fact that it, 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 there's so much crap, and I'm not sitting like, oh my God, Hitler. I'm not a you oh, yeah. know, freaking Hitler. I'm just saying that like. If you look honestly at it, apply critical thinking to it, it's like everything you've been taught about it is totally wrong. And then why? Well, when you, you, used to, when you realize the money part of it, the banking interest and control, the wrong guys won the war. You know? Mm-hmm. So that's just basically the bottom line how it goes. It's just now what's going to happen is the world's figuring it out. So it's at some point the reaction – the 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 strong military type reaction of what we saw coming out of Adolf Hitler is the only way to push back against what's going on. But in, this time, it's not going to be a one country thing. This time, it's going to be the world, and they know it because the same stuff that caused Adolf Hitler is they're doing the same thing to us now. You only have to work it. All you have to look at the Weimar Republic to know why. And what they did to the people there, yeah. turning their women into prostitutes and bestiality, and they were doing all the perversion there, oh. Oh. destroying their society that, and their men. Triggers something yeah. that I want that I saw the other day. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going through Prime Video, and there was um, it was like sex trade in Iraq, and the very first thing that I thought to myself was, I don't know if these things were going on prior to the invasion of Iraq, but, uh, but you can on, you know, and, and I watched like a trailer of it where, um, you know, they were, I mean, they're selling young, um, Iraqi girls and, and things like that. And it's like, so what they did was, and I, again, I don't know what, what, what the nightlife was prior to, um, you know, the invasion of Iraq, and of course, when they took um, when they when they took uh, Hussein, knocked down his uh, statue there. But um, it sure as hell looks like it's a uh, you know there's all this sex trade and everything in there. That's exactly what the system wants, you know. And especially like uh, like when um, when Obama was questioned about. Um, what was it, uh, Gaddafi? Where, where was he? Um, what was his uh, country? I can't even think of it at this point. It was in North Africa, right? Um, Libya. Right, Libya. Libya. So they were saying like, oh, you know, Libya just turned out to be such a such a mess, you know, and, they were, and then Obama started, well, you know, and I'm like, it, it's not a mess. That is a success, it's not a mess. It's, it's a success. That's what they do to countries. They take them and no matter what they are, if they have any level, if they have any level of, 
um, um, you know, good, clean living, you know, whether, but I mean, all I can think is that fucking Iraq may have been a, a different place. And then after the invasion and, and then, then just everything that was collectively done to that country. Now they're selling little uh, girls, uh, you know, little sex slaves around, which is a success to, to the, um, the fucking scum that, um, you know, is pulling off this worldwide fake pandemic. I'm so insensitive. <laughs> Do I still have you guys? Oh yeah, I'm okay. just listening, man. I'm okay. Just listening. Yeah, I'm just blathering, but, but yeah. So yeah, I'm just looking at that, and I'm thinking like, oh wow, I, I don't know that I've ever would have seen a documentary about you know the sex trade and shit like that in Iraq prior mm-hmm. to you know what was done to them. And I well, mean, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I was just I, I was I've just been listening to you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, just taking notes in my head about yeah. some of the things. Well, that, there's uh, oh, yeah, there's another thing that I wanted to mention as well. Yeah, go for it. Was uh, Stephen Greer? Um, is there's a there's a documentary, like a two hour documentary on um, on Prime as well, where they're talking about um, they're talking about uh, disclosure and shit like that, mm-hmm. and. And they're just, uh, it's very, I don't know if you have, I don't know if you have Prime. No, I don't. No, we okay. used to. We used to. Okay. Um, but uh, I, I don't know about you. I thought maybe at one point there was um, there was space aliens and shit like that. But I just don't, I, I'm just not buying it. But they certainly are. I don't are. buy it anymore. They certainly are. I don't buy it anymore. Oh, my, oh, yeah. I, I thank my wife for that because... The more I uh, get into actual, you know, as you as you and I have talked about previously, privately, you know, about yeah. the cosmology of this place, it just it's just more more likely that this is those are extraterrestrials are actually demons. I mean, and that whole space cosmology, you know, makes when you look when you're up there in the sky. And you look over the horizon, and it says what thirty-two feet per. Like I forget the curvature is supposed to go up so much each yeah. every thirty-two feet. I don't see it; it's not there. And they can say, "Well, you are." Well, I could see straight. I could see clear into. I'm kind of giving myself away here. Clear into Kentucky when I was mm-hmm. way in Ohio. Like if there was a curvature, I couldn't see that. And you can't see that. Yeah. I hey. Mean- I- it's ridiculous. Charlie, have you, ever, have you ever seen, I forgot the name of the park. It's in the Pines in Jersey. And it's a park that's directly halfway between New York City and Philadelphia. And there's a look out there um, that you can see both New York and Philadelphia. Look in one direction, northeast, you see New York, and then you look south. And you're saying southwest. it's a park, a national it, park? It's a state park in New Jersey. Hmm. Halfway between, huh? Halfway between, and you can see both places. Now, both cities are fifty miles apart from each other. Oh well, you're no, 50 no, miles, much you know, more than that. I want to say, 
No, no, no. You're in either direction. You're 50 miles to the north is New York. 50 miles to the southwest is Philadelphia. Okay. And if and you can see both cities, the skyline of both cities. How's that possible mm-hmm. with the curve? It's just not. But and at the at the same time, it's like this is another total psyop that has been pulled on so many people, and you can't. And and because it's such a wondrous thing, it's like the uh, you know and what they've been people have been filled with like all the the universes and the galaxies and the this and the that they've been filled with all this wondrous shit. You talk about it and it's like you're telling them that they not only they were were they adopted, but they were like, you know they they were found under a rock somewhere. And somebody well, yeah, or adopted the, them. Or the Inky and Enlil stories yeah. that they bring about and they say, oh, we have this one that came here and he was fighting for human volition. And this other one, he took every, all the, the primitive humans to Neptune and he genetically altered them to be us today. And they have these like, you know, international or intergalactic space federations. And, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's just so beyond the, the that, realm though? of... Isn't um, that um, Scientology too? With some of that shit, I, I, I'm not privy to Scientology. Well, I mean, they I just talk about was. like all of these. Like, I want to say, they, space they about people. Space oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, but if you look at that, yeah. that was seated. I like using that word seeded into the public imagination, sprinkled into it by that Rockefeller funded War of the Worlds back in 1937. Sure. That was Rockefeller funded and got the people to believe there was this like, oh, my gosh, there's these aliens. They invaded. Oh, you know, and there was this mass hysteria. And then, oh, no, no. It's <laughs> yeah, right. Like they know. would come to New Jersey, right? First, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, you know, it's and then you have Arthur C. Clark. Yeah. Uh, Isaac Asimov, you have yeah. all these guys come around, yeah. and then Star Trek, you have Star Trek, you have Star Wars. I mean, yeah, it's wonderful to think about this, but in, in practical terms, I mean, it's just, it, it's not legitimate. You can't empirically, you and I can look up in the sky and see, oh, yeah, there's these stars, and, but they, they really are just lights in the sky. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what they are at night, you know, that's, that's all they are. And if you if you truly believe in, you know, biblical stuff and you go and look, it says the firmament. I mean, sure. and a firmament is a flat plane. It's even what's a- his face? Even Von Braun had that, you know, mm-hmm. on his uh, on his tombstone. Mm-hmm. And, and then if you delve deep into like, uh, like I, I, I need to keep reading this uh, sacred and profane thing where they talk about, of course, it comes down to this uh, Eisen, uh, not his name i can't even think of his name uh drawing a blank uh einstein rosen yes how could i forget the famous einstein nah. has been disproven a lot you know uh einstein rosen postulation via string theory they talk about these gates between these different planes and it's very similar to like sephirot which is like in kabbalism kabbalistic terms is like there's like 10 there's like 10 realms and we're on this lowest one. Um, and then on the highest one is the crown, but they're the heavens. And it talks about how these places are all separated. Like you could see them, you can see them when you're in the other ones, but you can't necessarily 
transfer yourself to them without some special ability or technology. Um, so it's interesting to, to, they like to trick people into thinking this place is something that it's not to get people to, in my opinion, this is my opinion to deviate their belief in God and just sure. the wonders of this place. Um, you were an accident. That's yeah. it. Oh yeah. 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 We're exactly. fucking accident. It demoralizes us. We're, we're like a, we're like a shit in, in the pants of the, of the fucking universe. Right. It's <laughs> an like, accident. Why? I shit yeah, myself. why would yeah. why would a god give a shit about us? Exactly. Yeah, like we're just we're just like right, just right. So with, minor little things in this grand universe of nonsense. Yeah, but yeah, the multiverse and everything. Well, the one thing about this documentary was that Greer was saying that he said I think, and a lot of us other you know SETI folks believe that these that these aliens are benevolent but you know and then they go back to there's a the clip of um of uh reagan saying you know we just th- think about you know we, we we wouldn't even look at our differences our differences would become a minor thing if there was a threat from outer space you know at this mm-hmm. one particular conference that reagan was at you know and well, um, that's the big, so that's oh, the I'm thing. Sorry, I think that's the preface that. of the whole thing. It's like they think that the aliens are going to be uh, benevolent when they when they get here, but mm-hmm. the system um, sees them as the enemy. So I can only, you know, I can I I just like I just see like a psyop there, like a, a manipulation, like it's dividing and conquering. You know, are you on the side to think the aliens are going to be? Are going to be benevolent, and are you going to get on their ship and go with them, or are you going to look at them as the enemy and and fight them um, when they come here? So yeah, it's just another fucking phase of divide and conquer, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, with the uh, with the alien thing, like Arthur C. Clarke had this thing where, and I don't know if you've read the child, a childhood's end, where he's these aliens and he names the one alien he's the main alien is called Corellin and Corellin comes there and they, they put a dampening technology on the sun. So they shut, so they block out the sun for like three days and all these, all these countries are trying to war against the aliens, but then they finally stopped warring against the aliens and each other because they um, decided that they could and well, they didn't have any more sunlight and so it, it was an absolute way, in my opinion, to make it seem like this is a plot, you know, a probable event that may, may happen in that, well, you know, these aliens are just looking out for us guys. And I've seen this see this seated in the video games too. Like there's a one game, it's called Metro 2033. And it's, it, it piggybacks a lot. It was written by a Russian guy. It's actually a novel written by a Russian guy that, they piggyback off of Arthur C. Clarke. These benevolent aliens come here, and they're just looking out for humanity, and they want humanity to stop warring with each other. And Arthur C. Clarke actually puts forth a pretty interesting theory about that the aliens had visited before, and this is where all the al- the demons of myth come from. Um, he even says that in that Childhood's End. But the thing about it is that if if you read, like, 
the book of Enoch and you read about the watchers and the Anunnaki, they have very similar, you know, it's a very similar kind of thing where you have these entities that have literally decided to fall and turn away from God. And they come to this, uh, this plane, um, that God created for humans after the fall and after humanity fell and that this place was given to Lucifer to reside over. And it's up to humans to resist any of the temptations and lies that Lucifer to, to reconnect with God or to Mm -hmm. reunify with God. And, you know, they use a space scenario to absolutely like make people think that these, these entities, demons and whatnot, it's the same thing. They just, they just call them aliens. Space aliens are the same thing as demons um, but they call them space aliens because we don't talk about demons anymore. You know, we're more tech advanced and, and we're so advanced now that, you know, none of these things are real, but space aliens are guys. Just like I remember Bono and these tools releasing this, supposedly they released this message out into the ether to the, to the would be aliens and then in the next galaxies and whatever that, Oh, we're here. We are huge. Humans we're looking for peace and you know, we're we covet peace and blah 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 and it's like ridiculous, you know. It's yeah. like I, I wouldn't doubt if these people believe that they're doing this. But in all reality, I mean, if we were truly at places like Mars or those planets and, and uh celestial bodies they said that we've been to, they would be plastering this stuff everywhere, man. And like right. to me, it's just a bunch of uh CGI magic. Um, no. to get people to go away from from God. I mean, that's as simple as that for me. I know why the aliens didn't come in the 90s to, you know, to planet Earth. I'm pretty sure it was because the aliens, the alien men were afraid that Bill Clinton would rape their women. <laughs> <laughs> they knew, I, they knew... <laughs> They knew what was waiting for them, the the leadership, and they were just like, maybe we'll wait until after he's <laughs> until after he's uh, gets replaced, uh, you know. Well, now they won't come because Biden likes to grab a little. That's girls. right. So yeah, so uh, there were so, the only possibility was uh, George W. Bush and Obama, <laughs> and they didn't come during those times. So the the the, the thing is. There is this idea that they are going to use augmented reality to fake a uh, to fake an alien invasion to get people to submit. Sure. Because under that parasite stress theory, that 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 theory says, well, you have an imagined scenario of a of a biological threat um, <laughs> that all the people will submit to authoritarian government almost unanimously because oh we got to do this to, you know and they know they know about this parasite stress theory they know they've known about it they've studied it and they know how humans react to these certain stressors same thing you can apply that parasite stress theory to an alien invasion all the humans have to unite in this kind of fidelity to where they're they work together guys right we got to fight the aliens and if we don't lock down and if we don't just get along with each other, the aliens will take over. And it, exactly. It, it actually, in the only way we can, here's the thing that they're going to say with the fake alien invasion. The only way they're willing, if we create a global governance and a global council right. to interact with their intergalactic, 
you know, the intergalactic chief. Like, I'm just, you know, it's just ridiculous. But if you look at what they've done through media, video games, and, and movies specifically, they have made it so people believe, like, there are people. Like, I, you know, I like Dr. Farrell a lot, but Dr. Farrell talks a lot about the space, space, uh, epic, basically. Yeah. It's a space epic that yeah, they all want to believe in. There's this love for, for mm-hmm. outer space, man. Uh, he talks about, you know, it, I used to romanticize a lot, too, about this idea See? of this place called Tiamat. Tiamat was out there, and it explains and there's a war between Earth and Tiamat and the and the and the people that were here where the Atlanteans and they destroyed Tiamat and Tiamat when it blew up when it blew up it created the asteroid belt but the water that was on Tiamat destroyed Mars you can see the water on Mars's surface I'm like and then when I started thinking about it I'm like that sounds like something I'd find in a video game or some kind of a sci-fi novel yeah. or something something man it, it sounds just fun. An, just I mean, it another fiction cool. it's just another fiction. Yeah. Yeah, it's like no different than a fantasy book. You it's know? a fictional like, place. Yeah, and, and people, I think humans, I think all of us really want to feel like we're affirmed here. So, you know, if we we have these special UFO, like Dr. Farrell goes to these special UFO conferences. And it's like, why are you going to these places when a lot of the people at these conferences are... John Rappaport, all right. I like John Rappaport, but he talks about space aliens a lot. Uh, Does he? You know, says, oh yeah, Rappaport yeah. I mean, I, I just, big. I just hear the medical side. I've, I've never, yeah, I never Rappaport's heard him. Rappaport's a big. He goes to the secret space conferences too. Doctor Farrell and Rappaport are actually like good buddy buddies. Same with oh. Catherine Austin Fitz. Uh, oh yeah. You know, and they're like a hey, Catherine. I, I was listening to this guy. Uh, I'll have to send you his a link to his site. He has. Uh, gang stalker mind control cults he's a former strange name but you know we talk about gang stalking mind control and and the technology to do this he was talking about how fitz he said fitz is one of them he's one of theirs but she's kind of revolted against them but she was one of theirs i mean you don't get a position at the you know as assistant secretary of the hud unless Mm. you're placed there you know, and, and she talks about how in the 90s, the late 90s, when she became a whistleblower, how they absolutely made her feel like she should just end her life. They almost made it feel like it was impossible. Yeah, she and then did. she came to Jesus Christ. She I did mean, mention that they were like, they, that they were surveilling her home and they did something. <laughs> she said something about them putting something toxic or something in her, in her house that made her sick mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. Yeah, and she she and Dr. Farrell were both. Dr. Farrell used to work for the Department of Defense. Now, why would a theologian be working for the Department of Defense? I mean, you know, I don't understand, you know, unless, you know, he was like a Rhodes Scholar, Oxford, you know, University of England graduate. I mean, that you, ju- you just don't get to go to Oxford. Sure. You know, his story is he's from South Dakota. Sioux Falls, all right. How many people do you know... And, and this is a rhetorical question that went to the University of Oxford. I don't know anyone. I, I don't know anyone that went to Oxford University. I don't know anyone that really went to Harvard or Yale or, or Columbia. You know, most people that I'm around that, uh, you know, that have master's degrees or higher go to the universities that are here in Ohio. And there's no really pre- 
prestigious university here in Ohio. I mean, Ohio State is what it is, but it's not like a Harvard. You know, it's not a Yale. It's not a MIT. It's it's not. It's definitely not an Oxford um, or Cambridge. So you have mm-hmm. these people that all all these elites, and I do call Doctor Fair and Doctor Fitz. They are elites because they have they they run in. You can hear it sometimes in the way they talk with each other that they're sure. almost like guardians of of like, like the lower forms, the lower intelligences. But I understand some of their arrogance, but at some point I do realize they differ greatly from the regular people that that, that I would include myself with. You know, mm-hmm. they they are they run in their own cliques. And what's concerning for me about Doctor Fitz is I like Doctor Fitz a lot, I really do. But yeah. you know, she's in she's in Europe now. Really? She she yeah she left she left the U.S. last year and didn't come back. So, you know, she's talking this good fight for U.S. citizens, but <laughs> she isn't here anymore. You know, so and I just... think she's in the Netherlands or somewhere, or somewhere over there. And that's kind of concerning to me. You know, you, sure. you can talk talk about being a leader, but when you're in, you're not here on the ground in the United States. Well, she um, did say, you know, she did say there's worse things than death. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. um and apparently, the U.S. Well, she's is a, death, and she's uh, she went to the Netherlands. Just think about it, also too. She's also in a position where, again, they they don't hide anything from us, right? Mm-hmm. So they have to use certain people to get the information out there. So she's out there telling people that this is about money, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? But then she also mixes in the alien stuff with it. So it's like. You have to kind of be discerning with everybody, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's no question about it. She's, well, I mean, she's, she's connected. When it comes with, when it comes to the whole outer space thing and all the planets and stuff, you're going to find that, that there's maybe, I, I don't know how many people out there now are really seriously questioning the cosmology and, everything that whole that whole narrative you know the whole um, x-files narrative and all that other stuff um but you know you would think that 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 is probably one of the ones that psyops that that most people can not even just fall for but it's just something that when you grow up and you go to school and there's a there's a globe on that in that classroom that you go to, it's just like, this is just super fucking indoctrination. You're in that, when you start school, you're in that like one to seven. So you're in that for- formidable, you know, part of your life where you're just, your brain is just so malleable that you're going to pick up on that globe and you're going to hold on to that thing like... Like it's the last, you know, fucking cheese ball fucking that you're ever going to have. You know, you got a bunch of crackers, but, you know, there's only so much cheese left. And that all that and all that cheese is on the moon. So, well, I love I remember, remember, I loved like that kind of science when I was a kid, like dinosaurs, even Mm -hmm. I think it's a psyop. 
I really do. Yeah. I, I don't even believe in dinosaurs anymore. I like the I like the science fiction of it. I like, you know, I like a, a little bit of about the possibility of other worlds. You know, just like the Star Trek thing. You know, I enjoy oh, yeah. I enjoy you know watching some um, Patrick Stewart. You know, as Picard. You know, mm-hmm. but I mean that's all it is. Is it's just a you know to bo- to boldly go where really no man has gone before. <laughs> and I think, I think that it can be proved. And I mean, if, um, you know, you've got those, uh, the, you've got those belts, those radiation belts, right. That they said, oh, know, yeah. the, yep, the, exactly. I call, I call them the Van Halen radiation belts. Right. <laughs> Cause you're like, they're cruising, they're cruising in the spaceship and they, all of a sudden they hear, uh, fucking Jamie's crying and fucking, uh, you know, running with the devil and shit. And they're like, what's that? Let's head towards that sound. Oh, it's dangerous out there. The Van yeah. Halen radiation <laughs> belts are going to get you. We're like, well, I love that shit. They can, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll die going to listen to that or whatever. But, you know, it's just, it's so ridiculous that anyone would believe that when you look at, just everything that's out there. Like there's so many people that won't even, they won't even deviate or, or, you know, just kind of like take it and say, okay, all right, for just a day, I'm going to entertain that. We never went to the moon. Show me everything you got. There's a lot of people that won't even fucking do that. I saw it on TV. I saw. Yeah, I, I heard it, it on yeah. the radio, and it sounded so cool, man. Yeah, and they'll deviate to the same arguments. What are you, a conspiracy theorist? Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's all uh, I got. Uh, there. Flat Earther. Uh-huh. And this is the whole yeah, thing. You know. It's like, what are you? What are you? Uh, 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 a COVID denier? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> COVID yeah, exactly. denier. Like, you're, are you freaking crazy? You're a COVID <laughs> oh, I, denier. I had something to say about that before, like before I forget. Uh, I was talking to one of my coworkers who, who's oh my god, this old this, this old man. He is, he is our psych, and he is a amazing. I mean, it's a. I call him. I call him. Uh, what do I call? What do I call him, Stace? I call him uh, Monarch, the Monarch. I, I just call him Monarch something, Monarch Management or something like that, like for, you know, MK Ultra. Right, right. But he, he's the he's a monarch in my opinion. But anyway, this old man's so indoctrinated. He hasn't left his house. He comes in once a week on a Sunday to do his job. And that means he doesn't, He's and he's still getting paid, but I talked to him yesterday and uh, I had a, at a, what they call evaluation team report to do with him. And he's like, well, I don't know how it even got started. We are supposed to be talking about the student, not, not vaccines. But he's like, Oh, I got my whole pod. Our, our whole pod's vaccinated now. Like his, his daughter, his what his daughters, his wife. He said, when they start allowing our grandchildren to get vaccinated this fall, we're going to get them vaccinated too. That way our whole pod's protected. I'm like, just the whole pod is the whole pod is protected, <laughs> and I'm like, I just shut my fucking mouth. I just, I just am like, you know, I'm like, well, that's that's great, you know, that's great. <laughs> I'm just like, I just don't know what else to say, you know. Yeah. I don't know how to 
interact with a person yeah. like that because there's no yeah. critical thinking. You just say, yeah. yep, this is right for me. Or, you know, and I hear people at work still saying, well, maybe we should have got the Pfizer one. Maybe we should have got the <laughs> Pfizer, Pfizer one or the J&J. You get the Moderna you know? and the yeah, Pfizer. They, because everyone at my work got Moderna. It's that God, I got Moderna. And now they're like, they're like, well, the J and J one, they, you know, they make it sound like it's like some kind of like thing you pick up in the grocery store or something, or it's just like, but it's bizarre world, man, because I did not know how many people specifically in education were indoctrinated with this vaccine dogma. And this is even a fucking vaccine. This is gene therapy. It's the fear. It's the fear of disease that's been beaten into people for years. The polio. Even Patrick Patrick Jordan said they're doing the same thing now that they did with polio. Mm -hmm. The same thing now. And it just and they just keep on enforcing these narratives, enforcing these narratives in school, in school, knowing that at some point. The only way that they were going to get and or try to get um, uh, to the masses would be something like this. Yep. Yep. And the the coercion. Yep. uh, You know, and the the ostracization and the overall. um, You know, it's so it's so. I'll tell you one thing that I don't know. I know, Shali, you you live in a much larger area than I do. Yeah. But the mask police have been out in force in this area. I and mean, my wife has been saying, um, I got my exemption. Do you need to see it? They're like, no, ma'am. And they just leave her alone. Um, um, but they don't need, you know, they have been out in force the past week uh, that I haven't seen sure. before uh, where I live, um, just harassing us for masks. Um, which is just which the masks, as we've talked about before, non they're non pharmaceutical medical interventions. That's what they are. That's right. Um, and I have I have legitimate medical reasons why I can't one wear one. So does my wife. And the and you know, it's just <laughs> it's just like I want to say fuck you, but then they also have the 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 unfortunately they they will. If there were a hundred of us, it'd be different, you know. Sure. There are a hundred of sure. us, so we just leave. We just leave, you know. But and it's amazing. It's amazing. Like if you have your medical, um, um, you know, exemption, mm-hmm. they're like, well, we don't even care. Yep, Best Buy. Best Buy is that way. Like, they don't care like, if you have. The you can exemption. die. You can die as long as you don't give us COVID. You can die. <laughs> Wear your fucking yep. mask, exemption boy. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Because uh, people, why, why, why? Because people are so fucking selfish. They're so fucking divided and selfish. I mean, it's really, honestly, dude, it's really going to come to a point where they're going to fucking start shooting people that, that, that that aren't wearing masks Mm -hmm. or people will, will start shooting other people that are telling them to wear a mask when Mm -hmm. obviously that they know that there's, there's nothing to, nothing to fear, you know, but. Well, did you guys see? Speaking of shootings, did you see then another fucking shooting? Oh, I, I heard like that there was three this <laughs> oh morning. Gosh. I was told that there was like three, um, three shootings. Yeah, it, it's just at malls, is at, it? 
I, where was that one at? In California? Yeah, California. It was out in Ca- Orange County. Orange it's, County. So, yeah. and, interesting. You guys will find this interesting. Ohio, my wife found this. Ohio has, a, a, in the legislature right now, where they're they're talking about Ohio becoming a sanctuary state for guns, for Second Amendment rights, um, which I found fascinating. Uh, because if that went through, that means the federal government gun laws won't apply in Ohio. Um, the, it even goes through in the, the the actual bill saying that whatever the federal law mandates, the Ohio citizens within the, the confines of Ohio do not have to abide by those federal mandates, including registering your guns, paying any taxes and penalties on guns. Uh, having your guns tracked to you or well, attached well, to us. The only thing I can say to that, Matt, is that I hope that that happens and it's not bullshit. And I hope that there's not some fucking agenda tied to it because then that's that, you know, that, that would, that would almost, that would almost solidify that there's a, that there's a resistance to, um, you know, what's going on. Well, I, I, I asked my wife that too, until I started reading, some of the bill and it sounds pretty damn legitimate um what they're what they're saying in there uh just kind of like with virginia virginia prior prior to the the whole covid scenario nonsense was there the states i don't know if you guys remember where the west virginia governor is like well come on to west virginia all these counties because they're doing like uh um they were doing like these gun grabs in, in Virginia and the thing in Ohio in, in the county my wife works in it's a sanctuary county um, they even specifically say if you try to enforce state or federal law against gu- you know law-abiding citizens in this county the sheriffs will will act to defend the citizens of that county in Ohio Um and it's it's fascinating because there there is resistance to what's going on, including like what happened out in Oklahoma with uh, Biden, uh, with the Biden executive orders about the parent, Paris Climate Agreement. The Oklahoma governor gave his own executive order saying we're not following that because it destroy our state um, economically. And South Dakota has also done the same thing. And then there's all these other people. There's all these other states like Wyoming, uh, South Carolina has a has a bill right now that says there will take any silver or gold bullion as currency. Um, any doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. There are states that are like resisting this this new administration and some of their absolute insane policies, especially these fucking tax like these stimulus things another 2.9 trillion but you know this is like this is absolutely in my opinion this is a wealth transference you know you pay all these taxes they'll give you 1200 back guys how nice of them to give you 1200 dollars back of your taxes that you already paid it's it's uh, i don't know i think the 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 only way that the this nonsense is going to be resisted is through the states and the state legislatures and then in Ohio, Ohio is a pretty, a pretty, what do they call them? Purple state. Like you have your, your huge, you know, uh, metropolitan areas, the Cleveland, Toledo, Columbus, Cincinnati are all completely 
liberal communists almost. And then you have the middle of the state around those hubs that are, or surrounding those hubs that are like, it's very rural. Uh, New York, New York has that same issue. So does, uh, uh, nutty fornia. But the thing is about like, the thing is about Ohio, Ohio is more, much more moderate, I guess you could say. Um, and it's beliefs. There's a lot of, uh, good old boy country rednecks around where I live. And I, I can tell you, man, these guys, um, one of the gun stores I go to, it's a, it's a, it's a proverbial fucking armory there. Um, I, I, I shit you not. These guys mean business and they have enough stuff there that, I mean, they could duke it out with the best of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, like <laughs> I mean, they're probably some of the nicest people to probably fucking take you in and freaking feed you and, Dude, these old Talk men are awesome, guns man. And shit all, all they're all night. former law enforcement. Yeah, they're all for, former law enforcement over there, and they sell antique guns. They sell. They have like belt fed, like giant, giant, massive light machine guns. They have RPGs over there. I mean, it's absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's absolutely amazing. Like, I go into that shop and I'm like, how the hell, like does this exist but here it is and i stand in it and they're the only place i know around here that has any kind of ammunition because the ammunition is being depleted purposefully i think too um you know there's a lot of things that i i i I really think if this they're playing their cards carefully right now because it's a powder keg in this in this country um if you go to the rural areas you know you hear about all these if if you you know, like where I live, it's like empty. I'm telling you, there, there are fucking so much land around here. It, it's ridiculous. It's, it's just, you know, and then there's the synthesis, the synthetic thought of, of, uh, they did experiments on this in the sixties and seventies, these rat experiments to where they crammed these rats into this very highly densely packed area. And some of the rats had the similar uh, characteristics that humans have this kind of lethargy and over, over uh, consumption of certain things. Well, in the cities now you have like metropolitan, large metropolitan or megalopolises really that people think it's overpopulated. But in reality, if they step out of there and ever get out of the, the giant megalopolises and come to like kind of where I live, there's nothing. I mean, there's like literally nothing like there's not you can tell that's not overpopulated because it's literally there's not a soul around in some of the areas I can go to. Just it, it's just amazing to me that, you know, in those people in those areas are definitely you know, that you can call, I don't know if you guys saw what CNN did last week, they fucking went to an Oklahoma diner and they said, uh, the, the guy's like, he, he looked preposterous going into the CNN reporter. He had his face mess on. So I'm going to talk to you guys about the COVID vaccine. And these Oklahomans looked at him like he was fucking ridiculous. Like he had his mask. And they were looking. I'll have to get the clip for you guys so you can see it because it's funny. And they're like, so who's who's for the COVID vaccine in here? Who's getting it? Silence, silence. No one's getting this fact. And so he said, well, what are you, why aren't you getting it? He's like, why would I trust the government? And he's like, well, did you vote for Donald Trump? He's like. What does that have to do with that? I didn't trust him. He was a New York liberal. He's like, the only reason I voted for him is a lesser of two evils. 
He's like, I'm not getting no COVID vaccine. He went and asked the whole diner, and then he went to a grocery store, and he asked the guy, he asked this guy, you getting the vaccine? The guy's like, no, sir, I'm not. He's like, well, why not? He's like, your front, your newspaper front page says COVID vaccines here. Go and schedule. He's like, I just haven't had a vaccine since I was a kid. I'll never get them. I don't want it. He's like, but it's the most wonderful thing ever. <laughs> He's like, I, I mean, you know, these people obviously don't want it. And it, they were trying to tie the anti-vax to the Trump people. Sure. But that's not the case, man. That's not what it is about. It's about bodily autonomy. And these good old boy rednecks know this. You know, these people are not as stupid as, you know, a, a CNN is trying to make them out to be. And the thing is that what I've noticed about a lot of the country folk around here, um, they're not they're not dumb. They're they're very skeptical about sure. government. They're very skeptical about government. As and, they, and they, be. they see the erosion of 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 you know state and local rights, you know, especially like local citizens are very skeptical. Some of the people I come in contact with just locally are not the most educated man, but are they fucking skeptical of the government? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And this has, you know, and a lot of them did vote for Trump, but you know, Trump in my opinion was a psyop, but I, you know, I try to like not go there with these people because they're diehard Trump thumpers, you know, if you will. But the thing is, though they do question the government which is a good sign that there is resistance here you know it's a i i really do think that people like us are the majority but they gaslight us and and make us think that we're the minority here you know but this is my 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 take on it but there's a lot of shit going on right now and the more the one thing i had a kid you guys will be impressed i had a kid i hadn't talked to in like a year and a half he came in he said hey man you still talking about the stuff we talk about but way back then, and I'm like, I had a, I had a, like a, a restroom ministry. Like all these kids were in there, and I thought I was going to break up whatever they were doing in the restroom. And then they all started talking to me about like quote unquote conspiracy theories. You know, these kids are all poor, but this kid came in and he started talking to me about, um, you know, he said, I'm, I'm starting to eat organic food. Now this kid's in poverty, man, starting to eat organic food, and then we started talking about, um some of the things going on with this whole uh covid thing and he's like it's fucking bullshit man it's fucking and i'm like all right man you go you know just keep talking man but i said we gotta unfortunately there we i have to watch what yeah these kids say to me because you know obviously there's a lot of uh snitches where i'm at but i was pretty impressed with some of the (laughs) stuff he was coming at me with 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 like with with spirituality being attacked and it's a he he talked to me one thing he said is about he talked about what greg talked about the fear using fear repeated fear over and over again to control people terrorism like yeah just i'm like where the hell this kid where where have you been he said he was in juvenile detention for the past year so so, (laughs) but he comes out of that and he, he seems completely different than what he he was like when i talked to him like 18 months ago and uh he come, he's he came in there every day this week to talk to me when he was done with his other stuff not he's not my student and uh it was really interesting to hear him talk about things but i was pretty impressed with that because you turn on the television everything on the local news everything and i i only watch the local news 
just to see. I usually watch it once a week, and it's the same bullshit all the time. Absolutely. COVID, murder, death, more COVID, more murder, more death, and vaccines. I mean, it's it's, it's just disgusting. Oh, and then you do get the weather, and you get a little bit of sports. And I'm like, what a fucking waste. What what kind of trash is this? It's total shit. I got tuned in. I tuned in the, the, the hockey game um, last night and it was like, it was um, like two, um, uh, the Sabres two flyers one. And then within like, like 10 minutes of turning it on, they just, they were, it was like four one. So I was like, fuck <laughs> this. Uh-huh. You know, they were just getting dominated and it's like same old shit. But I mean, you know, but the, but the thing, my point is, is that you know, I'm looking in the stands, and there's fucking no fans. There's hardly any fans. It's like you know what? Yep. People should just largely say, "Listen, we love hockey, but you can take your hockey sticks and shove them up your fucking ass." There's no point in fucking get, uh, uh, even really. Uh, it, there's no point in even really watching a. And maybe it just comes from my from my standpoint, uh, knowing that this is just a, a is a total fucking nothing burger. That you tune in and then you ba- you barely see any fans in the. It's like how long can they do that? How, how long can they fucking do that? Where there's no fans in there, there's no fans coming there. Like, you know, I mean, I, I I've been to a, you know a number of games. I'm sure you 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 have as well, Matt. And I've like, been to pe- yeah. People oh, yeah. go, people go there, and they might they might buy a jersey or they might buy like a fucking seventy dollar. $75 beer, you know, the 20 ounce, <laughs> yeah. you know, the 20 ounce. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, and it's just ridiculous. Like how, how much longer can these, can these, um, can these places that host these games, whether it's basketball or hockey, how, how can they, how, they, they can't, I, I don't think that they can pay the, the people, the vendors, the people that, that, that work in the, um, you know, that work uh, making food for, for the people that, you know, that, and I know here it's like people will go to the game and they will buy these expensive beers. They will, they will buy the expensive food. How how much longer is that going to go on? How much fucking longer Mm -hmm. is that going to go on? It's just (laughs) fucking bullshit. And I just I I'm I'm really to the point where it's like I, I'm not even going to tune in. And I and 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 I and I have I subscribe to uh, to, to YouTube uh, TV and all the censorship and everything like that. And I'm just like you know what? And I would you know I would like to watch some basketball every now and then. They've gotten a little bit they've gotten a little bit better. They've been making the playoffs. Um, Flyers you know obviously made the playoffs um, last year. And they got um, raped by the fucking Islanders, but um, it's like I, I don't even want to pay that anymore. And I, you know, I share it. Like I got this one guy who pays me a certain amount of money because he gets like, you know, I, I send him an invitation so he gets to log in and and watch it. So I get about twenty five bucks there. But they they've raised it. They've raised raised the price from fucking forty dollars to sixty five in a couple of years. For YouTube, for YouTube TV, yeah, it's not it's wow. not bad. It's it's actually they have um, like a DVR that you can unlimited fucking DVR, so you can just record fucking everything and anything 
most of it's just fucking garbage anyway, but, um, <laughs> but largely it's like, um, and then you, you can only have three streams going. You can invite up. To, it, it, this is the fucking nonsense. You can invite up to five people. Like my account's the master account, right? So then I can invite four other people to watch, to have, to have their own accounts. And then what happens then? If four people start simultaneously, right, using their accounts, everybody gets a message saying you've, you've violated the thing. So they, you can invite f- five people, right, or four, including yourself. It might even be six, including myself. But anyway, you can only have three simultaneous stri- uh, streams going. And I, and I called up one night and I'm like, what the fuck is this message that I'm getting here? And they're like, well, yeah, you can only have three. I said, I can invite six fucking people. There are six people on the account, but we can only have three fucking streams. I said, what kind of fucking torture is that? <laughs> like Greg said, with the fucking uh, um, 50 chairs and 100 asses. It's just, it's just ridiculous. It. So I'm getting to the point now where I just want to. And here it is, like the first, and the guy's. Not only is the guy always fucking late with the money, but he, <laughs> but he fucking shamed me back in. I guess it was maybe during the summer, maybe June or July, when I reached out to him because you know we used to work together, and uh, he's a really good dude. Like I would enjoy going to work, and we would just kind of, you know, there was a bunch of rhetoric. rhetoric. <laughs> he's just a really good dude to you know just kind of. You know, joke with and um you know it's just good a good comrade you know and um and and when i said i, I don't think that this like it, he's a jehovah's witness right so i said hey you know i said invite me to the thing i would like to hear what's going on there you know and i thought that they you know their whole thing the jehovah's witnesses their their watchtower they hand out books about the watchtower like be on the lookout for evil right I guess that's what the watchtower is. I'm not sure, but you know, be on the lookout for evil, right? They'll come to your house. They'll knock on the door. Uh, you know, you know, every now and then I would go out there and just be like, Hey, what's up? What do you got there? And then I would just kind of tell them what's really going on and then just scare them away. (laughs) But largely he's like, he was like, when I said, yeah, I don't, I, I don't think that this is not, this is not a pandemic. I said, um, I said, they're overblowing it. I said, you should not be afraid of this. And I said, for God's sake, don't get the vaccine. And he goes, he says, well, he goes, listen, man, he said, I'm, 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 I'm real sorry that, that, that you're taking that stance on this. Or he was like, <laughs> he was like, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm kind of surprised you're taking that stance on this. I said, what do you mean? I said, you guys are on the watchtower. How, how can you not see this for what it is? I said, what is this watchtower anyway? Are you just are you just a fucking put a bucket on the ground and stand up on it? Is that your fucking watchtower? I said because you ain't seeing anything. I said you're not seeing anything, bro. I was like just fucking pay just pay your fucking YouTube bill, man. <laughs> but your fucking YouTube just pay your fucking YouTube bill, a TV bill. Yeah, I always hated getting into like first and foremost, I always hated entering into like some kind of agreement with that with someone well, like he, about, pay, he pays but it's just like what you know you got a fucking phone 
I said, the payment is usually around the 28th or the 29th of every month. You know, and I, I just, you know, I just pay it via credit card and then I just, you know, rely on him. So, I mean, basically, you know, I have a license. I have another, an extra license and I wind up paying 40 bucks. So it's just like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just thinking about just fucking canning it. It, it just doesn't make sense. It's, it's like I'm fucking taking the poison with the, you know, with the cure or whatever. I don't even know. But it's like uh, I'm watching this platform that God only knows what the fuck they're doing. Like what, what they're intermixing into the, into the fucking stream of whatever show or whatever network. I mean, it's a, it's a great platform, but, um, you know, if I, if I want to, if I want to watch the fucking walking dead, I'll just get the AMC plus and I'll watch the fucking zombies try to eat the fucking living. Or basically I'll watch every day, my everyday life as I go out into public is the walking dead. So, I mean, it's just like, I don't even have to watch the show. I, I see it every day in the fucking, on the streets of Nightmarica. Yeah, I mean, I I try not to. I hate to say it, like I I have my stupid smartphone, which I pay like by myself for T-Mobile. Um, I I wasn't with T-Mobile; I was with Sprint, and Sprint acquired them. I pay ninety three dollars a month for unlimited. How much? Where'd everybody go? Anyway, I'm sorry go. about that. When I when I when, when I pay ninety three dollars a month, ninety three dollars a month. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. Yep. We hear you. All right. I pay ninety three dollars a month for for my for my uh, phone <laughs> service. That's for unlimited everything. But I don't like giving these fucking companies this money. I, I just don't. But yeah. uh, I I can say with my with T Mobile. Since they've acquired Sprint, and I was Sprint, and so I got kind of, they, I have used my hotspot a few times on my phone, and it is very fast for LTE. I mean, like, I I downloaded, I think a couple weeks ago, five Mm -hmm. gigabytes of data in like 20 minutes on LTE, which I was Well, what's your speed test? What's your speed test? I mean... I, I don't I don't all know. All I can tell you That's... is that I was at the office and I fucking turned my hotspot on and I'm in a much stronger area than I am when I'm over here and I, th- I guess I'm kind of thankful for that because I don't want a real friggin' strong um uh, you know and I'm just using um which is also part of T-Mobile which is Metro Metro mm-hmm. PCS. Yep. So um I was uploading fucking 100 100 uh, megabyte 200 megabyte um, you know shows like incredibly fast and i mean with my with my home service my uploads only like fucking six megabytes yeah that's about what mine is and it's yeah. like and what that's the fuck are you doing like, what, yeah like what the fuck are you doing to us like i yeah. said to him i said why is what i said why can't we get like a, a, at least a 20 or a 25 don't give i mean 15 even you know, and they're like, well, that will be another $1,000 a month, sir. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know who you have as a home service provider. Oh, we, have Spre- we have Spectrum. It's Comicast. Sexfinity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Isn't it interesting? I swear all these companies are linked 
to each other because uh, uh, spectrum is, is right. it seems like it's almost geographically, yeah. you know, geographical. I've heard something about what. that. I've, I've heard something about spectrum, but I mean, there's a lot of. Hey, we got spectrum here. Oh, okay. Yeah. About that. Yeah, we have. Pardon me for saying this. We have like the Ellen Dyke Generous as the spectrum like uh, news person. Or not news person, but she's their spokesperson. Now, at least she used to be the Spectrum uh, news person. And if you look at her, guess what? She's one of the bloodline people. Um, I was just going to say she is. Yeah. You know, not surprisingly. I sent you, I'm sending that CNN video to you. I just sent it just now. I got yeah. another video that I need to send to you guys. So there is this woman in Idaho Falls uh, School Board, fourth grade teacher, arguing that they need to have face masks in place. There was another guy, this is a school council meeting. This is last month, or maybe it was, it was from the East Idaho news, which is a legitimate newspaper out there in Idaho. Um, this was yeah, February 24th. And she's arguing, no, 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 we can't, we can't, uh, we can't go back without face masks. While she's arguing this, she's about ready to pass out. She is gasping for breath. She's, she's, yeah. It, not lucid she's completely loopy and you can tell she's struggling and oh the only God, reason man. she keeps wearing the mask is to prove her fucking point she's psycho um she's killing herself and loving it yeah say and, and you just say listen are you are you trying to commit suicide uh-huh. right in right in front of us <laughs> are you trying to kill yourself because I'm going to call the suicide hotline and be like, hello, suicide hotline. I know somebody here who is, they're suffocating themselves to death. They can't breathe. And they'd be like, well, what are they doing? Well, they're wearing a mask. Oh, that's okay. Then. <laughs> that's okay. That's all right. <laughs> Have a nice day. It's okay to suffocate yourself with a mask. On. We're going to, re- we're going to report you for reporting them. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like, how dare you report someone? will willingly and willfully suffocating themselves with a mask so they don't infect anyone else with the not with no COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It, like if you watch that CNN video, man, yeah. it is absolutely like kind of hilarious. Actually, <laughs> I'm gonna so I'm gonna co- I'm gonna copy the link and put it in my my saved my saved areas. Oh, they're having this school board argument over the uh, mask. Yeah, yeah, and she, the one guy's giving her all the evidence, every bit of evidence that proves that these things don't work, and proves that the other the other schools are not using masks. They're not social distancing. Blah blah blah. And she said, "Well, they're lying. They're lying. They're misrepresenting." And he's like, "Why?" Well, and then he just lets her talk for a while. Exactly what you said earlier about the feelings. The feelings are overriding logic and objective uh, thinking. Yeah, feelings of fear. Feelings of fear. Yeah, that's what's governing our world, right? So sad. Not logic. She needs that woman. Needs somebody. uh, You know, a man in her life to basically say, "Shut the fuck up, bitch." (laughs) Go sit down. Shut up. Embarrassing me, for God's sake. You know, but she probably has a husband who just sits there, oh, that a girl, oh, she's still speaking like it is. Probably has to wear a mask in his own house. Just trying to save lives, that's all she's doing. Saving lives. Oh, I, 
I have one more thing to send you. My wife sent this to me. It's a Microsoft. Uh, yeah, how long is it? Like, how big is it? Can you send it? Not that I sent it to your wife. Oh, all right. I'll send it to you guys because it's an it's about the vaccine passport initiative Microsoft. Yeah, is doing right now. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 directly from their meeting this month. Let me send this to you guys uh, because I do agree. I don't think they're going to be able to nope. um, implement this vaccine passport. No. Obviously, on everyone, but the the suckers that are going to take it, the certain suckers will take that's it. What it's, that's what it's all about. Get get as many of the stupid people. Then when they figure out that they made a big mistake taking it, and they try to point the finger mm-hmm. and <clears throat> try to say, "Oh, well, somebody, it's somebody's fault." Yeah, that's when the that's when the velvet glove costs comes off the iron fist. Well, you you brought it upon yourself, you know. Yeah, don't, don't, you know, I mean, uh, you, you're, too bad. <laughs> they're, they're fools. They're fools. They've been yeah. fooled. You know, it's easy. What did right. they, what did Twain say? It said it's e- it's easy, it's easier to, to fool someone than to convince them that they've been fooled or they are being fooled. That's right. That was absolutely right. That's it. And that was back then before they had the technology. Was That's saying. right. That was you know limited with them, but. Twain was just sitting on yeah. a fucking haystack, fucking saying, "You know, they're lying to you." <laughs> no, they ain't. The no, they ain't. They love me. They wouldn't do that to <laughs> me. Well, that's why he became such a cynic, right? Mm-hmm. Cynic the way that he was because he saw just like there's no intelligent life down here. But we we could, if we could just get together on things and, uh, you know, uh, think rationally mm-hmm. about many things, uh, they wouldn't get away with uh, probably 90% of the stuff that they do. Yeah. If you look at the pictures that, uh, you know, that I sent uh, in the, uh, in Telegram, okay, with the bombs, okay? Yeah. We've been seeing those the whole life. It's been in front of us the whole time. Yeah. Right? But yet you try to tell people, like, you know, those things, they're, they're fake. Like how? You've seen it. They haven't hidden it from you. What do you think happens? You think those clouds wouldn't move? <laughs> Come on. All right. Yeah, every single time. And then like you, like you, uh, you know, with the nuclear explosions, I mean, those things are complete to me are completely phony. <laughs> I mean, I, and again, it comes back down to, you know, my wife, she she's a skeptic in a lot of things like especially with the space and nuclear stuff and think about you know make me think about re you know questioning my own narrative that going on in my head now honestly she's talked me out of a lot of the things i used to believe with the with the nukes and the space and um the big thing with with uh nukes though it was a perfect other demagoguing for the children back then you know like especially i know one of my coworkers, she's she's seventy years old, and she's like, I remember when we were told we had to like, you know, run under the desk, and they were told, hey, if you don't see it, you'll be okay, guys. Well, that just doesn't make any sense at all. Like, like all at all, you know, like how does that make any sense if nuke, you know, these nukes are, you know, obviously 
if they were legitimate. I mean, I even doubt the Fukushima thing, honestly. Um, sure. A, hey, another about, type of psyop. Even look look at the picture of the guys from the the Enola Gay. Tell mm-hmm. me, it isn't the it isn't the village people? <laughs> oh wait, let me okay. see. Okay. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like been, this has been going on for so long, and just it was right in front of our face the whole time. But without, you know, people just all oh, they were afraid to bring it up, or no, it couldn't be that. Mm-hmm. It's like no, exactly. It's just you know, we'll, we'll get seven gay guys in front of the Anola gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, but the world we live in. You're right. Creation. And the bastardization of it. Been going oh, yeah. on forever. How about the the pictures of the Earth, the NASA photos of the Earth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the with the sex in the clouds. Yep, yep. <laughs> or Pluto, and with with that Pluto actually on the planet Pluto. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> you know, oh, it's man. just like remember, uh, was it the mask or something? Not the mask. Was it the mask? What? what was it where Jim Carrey lasso's of the moon? No, that was Jimmy Stewart, was it now? No, that wasn't Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> well, that you're thinking. Yeah. Jimmy. Bruce yeah, Jimmy. Almighty. It was Bruce Almighty. Yeah, nice. and Bruce oh, yeah, Almighty. 